0: You know, I was built on how do I do a bowl and sandwich concept. Right. All right. Put a couple knickknacks that take me back like chicharrones, you Mm. know, and and how do I do it in a fun way where people can order food, pick up delivery, have it outside on standing tables, have a beer, you know, and kind of be like, this is this is comfort food. This is soul food. Right. You know, and it still holds up when you get it delivered forty five, you know, minutes to an hour later, and you're still like, holy shit. So it's a sandwich and bowl concept. And I right. said, Well, I can scale this.
1: Hello. There it is. Welcome to a new episode of Bang Kong Podcast. I'm not sure what number episode this is. It's possible it's a hundred. It feels like one million. It feels like too many. Too many point all the episodes. Uh, I am Nick Jimenez. I'm joined, as usual, by Mike Beltran. That's me. That's right. Chili cook-off champion, eighth-grade basketball MVP. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's factual, factual, man. Uh, That is factual, man. uh, The chubbiest
2: point guard in all the land.
1: apologies (laughs) (laughs) Apologies to all of our listeners. We are not joined today by Petey the dog. I know. This is where almost all of you turn off the podcast because that's all you're here for.
2: Everyone's already tuned out. That's
1: it. And we are joined by special guest, Chef Luis Estrada. Yes, yes. If you are a fan of Cuban food anywhere, I would say that, you know, Luis Estrada's Cuban food coming out of that tiny little place in in New York uh, has to be like pound for pound the most photographed Cuban food wow
0: i'll take that
1: no i mean i think I'll that's fair that. to say for, for somebody that does not live in new york hasn't been there in years uh and really has no intention of going i feel like i know your <laughs> menu better than i know a lot of cuban restaurants
2: it definitely got a lot of like photo love i mean it was very it like did. um just the whole spot and i don't have Instagrammable, which i love
0: lights that's great except for my neon sign that you know I did, only to attract people from coming off the avenue. Which is that's great. That's the only reason why I put that neon sign. I mean, that's what they're for, and right? they don't take pictures of the neon sign. Everyone's taking pictures of the food, so I'm
2: That's good. That's good.
0: That's it. That's all I got.
1: That's all you got? Yeah. Man. That's what I make the big bucks for. Yeah. Thanks good job, t- Nick. Thanks.
2: Thanks for taking the, co- the yeah. time, coming on the show.
1: No. Thank you, guys.
2: So, you're living in New York now, or are you living in Miami, what's the deal?
0: Uh, so, living in New York... Got an apartment in Miami. I think I took that step. And I said, listen, through the pandemic, um, you know, New York got hit hard. Mm -hmm. And New York, uh, our living quarters are way smaller than in Miami. Uh, That's a shock
2: to so many people.
0: 600 square feet. Yeah. And you're stuck at home. And in the beginning, it was cool. You know, you binged shows and you caught up on shit, especially running a business. You know, that TV's. A thing that you turn on and then you pass out to in the yeah. first fifteen minutes. Correct. Um, so for me, it was it was nice in the beginning. I didn't struggle how people did, it and you know, fortunately, the restaurant was doing its thing. We were built for it. It was Una Ventanita, which we did deliveries through.
2: Right. Um, I find that sorry to cut you off. I find that's incredibly interesting. Right. The what carried our company during the pandemic was Chugs one point right? Absolutely. And then obviously Ariette and Nave. And even tourists, they were like still there and they would do fine. But man, Chugs was like, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and it was just because that's what comfort, approachability, (coughs) and just like that quick service, like I'm going to get this, I'm going to take it, I'm going to go home. We did our own delivery. We did a bunch of shit and it was just, it was easier for people and it just did so much better than everything else.
0: Listen, you said it, comfort, Mm -hmm. right? And everyone's home, everyone's hanging out. And when they think food, they're thinking comfort. It's different when you're going out and you want a night out, Yeah, you know, and you're looking at the Ariettes and the navies. And when you're not doing that, it just, it, it was the same for me. I mean, we were doing it when we were at home. Yeah. And we're like, well, what am I going to eat today? Well, I need something comforting on top of the fact that I was, you know, half a bottle of whiskey down. Yeah, yeah. You know, that happened a lot. So it was, we thrived during that pandemic, you know, and we have a great customer base. You know, great we're in a great neighborhood. Um you know, lucky that Brooklyn loves food. You know, but it was it's I call it Cuban soul food, man, and and, and you know, we know in New York the Cuban, you know, food mark you know market isn't huge. Yeah. You know, so but for me it was doing it right, man. It's doing comfort food that people wanna eat over and over again.
2: I mean it's that honest approach to Cuban food that like I mean I don't know how much it really exists in New York. I mean you would know better than I do. I don't know when people tell me New York, I don't think about any Cuban food. No. I honestly when I when people tell me about Cuban food in New York, your spot is the only spot I really think about.
0: I mean you have a little a lot of Cuban restaurants run by either Dominicans or Puerto Ricans, so, you so know, not we, we not Cuban food. It's not Cuban food. I remember Sofrito's different, it's it's yeah. it's not Cuban
2: food. Well it's it's interesting when I was in um, I've probably said this story before too, but when I was in D C I don't know, it had to be like two years ago already, and um, we had a couple drinks, and we were like spinning our way through DC, um, past this place, and it was a Cuban restaurant, and I'm like, they had a menu outside, and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like, this is not fucking Cuban food, and then I discovered, Nick, remember this is the one that has like the Che, um, the Che painting, <laughs> and I went inside, and I told them they should be fucking ashamed of themselves. Uh, but, you know, they had, like, guacamole and chips. I'm like, that's this is not Cuban no. food, bro. This is so, not what it is.
0: Funny about the guacamole and chips. We have a place that's called Cafe Havana right, right next to me. It's maybe four or five blocks up, guacamole and chips. Hmm. And I'm like, well, it's not Cuban.
2: Yeah, not you're, at all.
0: You're trying to sell food through a name. Yeah. But it's not a Cuban food.
2: Well, those aren't people that are connected to, like, the things that we're connected the culture, to. culture, right? no. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Absolutely not. They care about the almighty dollar. And we actually have a
0: mutual about. friend, Thomas.
2: Thomas. Prado.
0: Oh, yeah? yeah. I love Thomas, man. He's- so And, he, and he, you know, he opened up in, what was it, South Carolina? Yeah. Char- like
2: Charleston. right outside of Charleston. Yeah. I forgot what the neighborhood was called, but it was great. Spanglish. Spanglish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he, he reached out to me um, before that and, you know, asking questions and, you know, love the spot and this and that. And we built a, a crazy friendship. Love those guys. Him and his wife are... The best. Super genuine. Mint. She's got... I mean, both of them have, like, genuine hearts and crazy souls. Like, they're just amazing human beings.
2: Yeah. I was sad when Thomas left. Only because I I thought that he was another one of the people that was really, like, pushing for evolution of Cuban food in Miami and, like, that that whole thing. I I really believed in that. But I'm glad he was doing it somewhere else. You know? And I was glad that he was, like, preaching that culture elsewhere, you know? Yeah. And it was great to see them open that spot, you know, and yeah. do their thing in Charleston, South Carolina. In Charleston?
0: Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I remember when he told me he was going over there, and I was like, wow, it's a big step. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's 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 not easy, man. You're introducing someone to a culture. Right. Know, especially when they don't – you think Charleston, you think barbecue. You think – there's so many things you think about other than
2: yeah, Cuban food. Yeah, I mean, you think about, like, the Sean Brocks of the, the world, Sean, right? Exactly. I mean, you think – totally different dynamic but i mean thomas has has had the opportunity to preach the what our culture really means to a whole group of people that have no fucking idea what it stands for right like it's crazy because you can ask so many people about cuban food and they have no fucking idea what that even means or just cuban culture in general right because we've been sitting behind the mask of oppression for 60 years right so no one really knows Who we are, unless it's like a cheapened brand done by people that only care about money. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, it was great that he did that. I was sad that he left, but it was good that he was still doing his thing, you know? Yeah. Because he was in New York for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know he he worked for a bit. Westlight, I think? Yeah. That's a Carmelini restaurant. Yeah. 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 Um, Because he worked for Carmelini down here, too, I believe. Yeah. So, he works for Connor, which is a fucking G. Mm-hmm.
1: Connor Handlin's a beast. Um. This episode of Pankong Podcast is brought to you by Bat Club USA. I'm here with co founder Eric Rico. Eric, tell people a little bit about what Bat Club USA is, because this concept was foreign to me. And also what you do other than bats, because I can see how people might come across Bat Club USA Mm -hmm. and not realize all the other stuff
3: that you're doing. So we're a subscription and membership service for high-end baseball and softball equipment. We know that there is a significant performance gap in the really good baseball equipment, in particular bats. So we want to make that accessible to to everyone, but not just bats. We carry everything. We can outfit players from head to toe. We carry cleats. We carry helmets. We carry batting gloves. We carry everything that your player needs to not only play good, but to look good too.
1: And that's half the battle, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, baseball players are are funny with their with their confidence, where if they look good, they play good. So <laughs> you know, we want to make sure we can help facilitate that.
1: I don't know if I looked good or played good when I was a kid. Maybe that's why I'm producing podcasts now, but, you know, for whatever that's worth. Talk a little bit about your own experience with baseball and what it is that you bring from your baseball career into this business.
3: I'm a Miami kid born and raised, and we played baseball going all the way back since I was two years old. My uh, half Cuban baseball family, my grandfather played in the Negro Leagues. So we love baseball. So I've been around baseball my whole entire life and it was different back in the day things were more affordable it was easier for kids to be able to play and excel and now things have just gotten really expensive so for me my life is completely different without the game of baseball and performing great at at baseball so again we want to help facilitate that because we know how life changing it can be when kids have the perfect equipment when they do well the confidence they build And helps them perform later in life.
1: That's going to have so much value to parents. Because not every parent whose kid plays baseball knows what the hell they're doing when they're shopping for baseball bats. So to have a company that is led by people who know what they're looking at when they're looking at a baseball bat. Or a glove or cleats or whatever it might be.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because a lot of parents, what they do now is they go to a big box retailer and they let their kid pick the bat with the nicest paint job. (laughs) Right? Right? Like that essentially happens like, ooh, I really like this one. They don't get to swing it in a game. They don't get to get a feel for it. They just say... I like red. This bat is red. Let's go try it out. And they might not get a hit for two months, but well, I got the red bat that I wanted. Right. right. So, so for us, we want to make it easy for them that it's not just based on the pain. It's based on what's going to help them perform their best and how we can help facilitate that.
1: So where should people go if they want to find Back Club USA, if they want to look into whether it's right for them?
3: You can check us out on social media, Facebook, on Instagram at Back Club USA. And you can go to backclubusa.com. Awesome. Thanks. All right.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting when you look at the country in, in total, and, and there's another guy in um, San Francisco or L.A., It's got a small, like, Cuban pop-up. I don't know if it's like a a brick-and-mortar restaurant, but he's doing some really nice shit, man. Some really, really amazing stuff. I'm going to look it up because I don't remember the name off the top of my head, but um, I just missed him. He was in Miami for a couple days, and we're trying to link up for coffee, but, you know, shit's complicated. Yeah. So, but, you know, you see, like, little spots, and it's usually people around our age, right? Like, anywhere between late 20s to forty trying to like push the envelope to really like get our food and our culture out there because we're not reinventing it we're just like we're putting it out there to the world like we're not um some other latin cultures are more exposed to the mainstream yeah you know when it comes to food we're not we're not we're not at all
0: no i mean and listen uh, my concept didn't It wasn't (laughs) something that was thought about the way it came out.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I went to New York, I bartended, and I said, I'm, I'm going to be the best fucking bartending in New York City. And I said, well, in between that, during the day, I'll work triples and, you know, I'll run restaurants for other people. You right. know, and I got through work, you know, running restaurants. You know, I've been to great restaurants and I've been at restaurants that have failed, you know, because of hurricanes. And the chef just getting depressed and wanting to get off the line you know, and having other people run his restaurant. But it taught me a lot. And the bartending thing was always great. So I said, you know, I'm going to open up a bar. And in that, I said, maybe we do a speakeasy. You know, you're talking about lasquinas of the world, you know, where you're cooking off, you know, some crazy food upstairs. No one knows that you have this beautiful bar downstairs. And I said, well, maybe I'll do that with Cuban food. And when I saw the location, I said, well, I got to put the tins away and I got to put a chef coat on and just start cooking abuela's food mm-hmm. and get back into the kitchen. You know, I didn't go to culinary school, but I love food and I loved cooking and I said, all right, time to put it back on. Right. So for me, it was, it was man, if I'm going to do Cuban food, I'm going to do it right. There's a lot of Cuban places that we know aren't represented well. Sure. Yeah. Even sure. at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we grew up Eating it, you know, but like you said earlier, you know, the best food was is at home.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know? you know, I think that, like, the Miami market with Cuban food is so saturated, right? That there's a lot of just, like, stuff. Yeah. A lot of just stuff, and then there's the people that stand out. I was doing really good stuff. Yeah. So, you know... I- it's very hard to call because it's just like there's so much of it here it's like what what's really good and what's not good like it's it's just saturated yeah it's just so much like every corner has a croqueta i was just i was just talking to nick about this i don't sell croquetas i mean because they're And and i love them yeah it's
0: a pain in the ass
2: they're a pain in the ass
0: and i made a thousand croquetas for my grand opening and i said well my favorite and i will say it to the to the to my last day is Isla Kanaya. Mm. What Isla Canaria does with that with the ham croquetas is, is that's my nostalgia. I grew up right next to Isla. You know, I was 127 in the coast away and so I mean, I, I think
2: I think they are the boss of that. They are. Well, I mean, it I also would say that just like the food that they do also on top of that is very good. You know, so it's hard to
0: I was going to put it on my menu and I was going to try to ship them and I talked to John and I tried getting them over there, but of course we knew you know, as far as margins, it just wasn't going to work. Right. So I said, you know what? I'll make it. And after that first week that we sold out, I said, I'll never do it again. I said, yeah. it's and then I got to hire an army to make croquetas every week. Yeah, yeah. And that cuts into my
2: overhead. I said, I can't do it. So, I, I mean, I have an army making croquetas right now. Absolutely. We have three croquetas on the menu, and we have an army of people making. It. Absolutely. And that'll change. Um, but, I mean, just like conceptually, like when you build a place, like, Chug's needs to have them, right? Yeah. The model is built around stuff like that. Pastelitos, croquetas, coffee. um, And then, you know, a different... I would say a very different experience of Cuban food. Yeah. Or mine
0: was it? You know, I was built on... How do I do... A bowl and sandwich concept. Right. All right? Put a couple knickknacks that take me back like chicharrones. You know? And... And how do I do it in a fun way where people can order food, pick up delivery, have it outside on standing tables, have a beer, you know, and kind of be like, this is this is comfort food. This is soul food. Right. You know, and it still holds up when you get it delivered 45 you know, minutes to an hour later and you're still like, holy shit. So it's a sandwich and bowl concept. And I right. said, well, I can scale this, you know, and my whole thing was, how do you you know, how do you do somewhere like that that you can scale Cuban food? that holds up and it's and it's fucking delicious
2: yeah yeah i mean that the it's interesting like introducing americans to a bowl concept like cuban food right but it does lend itself super well to that yeah like it's extremely well i'm i love seeing the fact that like new york liked it so much thank you yeah. Likewise. Yeah. I. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love the fact that they like liked it. They went. They ate it. They I, were like all I about it. I was taking a shit, bro. You of know. Course, I but was, any any time you open a restaurant, you take it's absolutely. always a fucking gamble, bro.
0: And for me, it was you know, I was comfortable behind a bar. Yeah, yeah. The first time someone called me chef, I was like, huh? And I had to do a double take, and I started, you know, to realize with all the press we were getting after that that I was like, all right, I have to get into this role. But if I want to get into this role, I need to learn more about it, you know, and it wasn't just cooking at home, right, you know, so um, it was more running a restaurant, you know, becoming a restaurateur. Um, If we're going to get into this, and we're going to do it right. And the restaurant took off. I said, well, you know, now it's it's
2: time to go. Yeah, I, I would say that my. The uncomfort came for me. When I had to go from being like just a chef to a chef tour. it's a very different like dynamic. The, Absolutely. Things, the things that you think about, the things that you do, your day to day changes very much. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's stressful, right? Because it's not that I wasn't comfortable in that realm, it's just not what I did. So it's not what I did for 15 years yeah. leading up to that, too. So it was just a different arena, and you have to like adjust and you have to like get comfortable, and it takes time. Absolutely. It really does take time. and You're learning throughout the whole process. Well, I think the people that fail are the ones that don't realize they need to learn. Yeah. You know, like once you take that step and say, okay, I got a lot to learn here. Let me shut my fucking mouth. Let me understand that I have to grow in this role. Then, you know, I think you're good. Yeah. It's also hiring the proper people around you that help you learn the things that you may not know. And, And for me, that was like huge. You know, the addition of Brittany... The addition of like my entire director staff, my new beverage director Tom. Like, there's a lot of stuff there that just, you know, that it wasn't my bag. Right? Yeah, I just worked saute or grill for the last. You had to trust the people around you. Yeah, and you have to hire well, which yeah. is tough. You know, it's it's a tough place. It to is be. tough. So let's talk about the the evolution of getting to New York. Whew. Like you know, born and raised here. Yeah, for me, born and raised, yeah. uh,
0: Conchita. <laughs> so. Uh, Conchita
2: um, Columbus for those those people that don't know Conchita is a what is that it's a middle school
0: it's it's no it's everything K K through 8 K through through 8 school K through 8 school Conchita Espinosa Espinosa Academy right next to Belen yeah Yeah. oh man yeah right next to belen i'm a columbus kid good for you that's you know? you know so uh
2: you could you just
1: know we can we can share him i'm a conchita kid and you're a columbus kid <laughs> yeah
0: yeah <laughs> we can share um so that was that man and i grew up like you know like most people know in the club industry
4: mm-hmm. you
0: know young kid knowing a lot of sports guys and you know people signing early at that time and you know i had good connects and private school kid throwing clubs. And that's when clubs in Miami were the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, so we were having 18 and over clubs, you know, and I remember those, you know, we're all going to amnesia and, and colors and, and <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. Warsaw and liquid. And I, I oh, could just liquid. stay here for another hour, just naming clubs. And liquid. for me, it was, I loved it. I yeah. was on top of the world. Um, You know, I had my senior year, you know, I was playing baseball my senior year. My cousin passed. And that started to change the dynamic of where my, my life kind of just started to turn. Sure. Right? And um, went to UF. Or I'll say I went to Gainesville.
2: Okay. There there it is. <laughs> All right? There it is. I know so many people like that. I went like to Gainesville. That. And so many people like that. I went I, – so where would you go to go? Because we went to Santa Fe. The Santa Fe, right? You work your way up. <laughs> the thing is I never worked
0: up. I was bartending – Having the time of my life, and I think I, I lived the fraternity life without being in a fraternity for the three, four years.
2: I bet my best friend went to Gainesville also. Yeah, yeah. yeah he <laughs> yeah. went to Gainesville.
0: Yeah, I went to Gainesville University. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, but learned a lot of things while I was there. Always wanted to live the college experience. Didn't do it through baseball and a scholarship, so I figured, you know what? It's It was time to get out of Miami.
2: You definitely get that there. Like, the college experience? It's a college experience. Like, um... I there's college towns and then there's towns with a college right there's college like and Gainesville is a fucking college College town town. like it is a fucking because I went to a UM UF I mean when you're talking
0: about you have the university and then five mile radius it's all students yeah it's a fucking college town you have a swamp you have it's mayhem it's, it's
2: fucking mayhem I went there twice once for UM game another time just to hang out and, you know, like, it's, a, it's an experience being a Canes fan going into there because <laughs> Canes yeah. fans are <clears throat> very specific, right? Yeah. We're pretty ratchet. Yeah. We come from all walks of life. And we're always looking for a fight. Always. Yeah. And then over there, you know, they're just built a little different. Yeah. You know, so, like, when, when they get proposed with, like, a fight for talking shit, they're just like, no, bro, we're fine. Everything's okay. I never really got the experience of that. But in Miami, it's very different. Very, yeah. very different. So, you know, did the college route, came back to Miami,
0: um, back into the clubs, you know, in my early 20s. Before I left, I, I mean, my first gig behind a bar, well, second or third gig was um, Houston's. Yeah. was So before Hillstone, it was Houston's Miracle Mile. Right. And yeah. I wasn't old enough to work behind the bar, the main bar. So they had me at service. And that's kind of how I started bartending. How old were you? There's like an age limit to work. on. So the bar? I was 20. You had to be 21 to serve alcohol. Oh,
2: so how but old I were you
0: But I could then? work on... I, I was like 20. Oh, yeah. So I can work at the service bar because no one... You don't have to deal with any customers, but you had 30 tickets down to the
2: floor. Yeah, because you know, you're doing the whole dining
0: room. You're doing the whole dining room. So that's how that went. Went to college, came back, went back into the clubs, and it got to the point... You know, I got tired. Yeah. And I said, the ceiling in Miami now... I mean, 39 now. So back then... It was clubs. Uh, I don't think the real estate thing had happened yet. And I was like, well, I'm I'm, I'm out of here. Mm. Uh, went to New York. You know, took a leap and said, well, I'm going to I want to ch- challenge myself.
2: But what got you to New York? Was there like a thing? I that, was. Uh, was there like a connection? Was so there? So I dated. I All right. So I started dating a dancer
0: that danced for Telemundo.
2: Oh,
0: nice. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I dabbled in that World for 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 a hot minute. I love that. Yeah, and uh, and she lived in New York, so she spent you know a couple months out here, um, went back to New York and had to make a decision. And at that point, you know, throwing clubs, coming home at five six o'clock in the morning, everything that came along with that. Yeah, and I was like, well, it's it's it'll be. I need a like I said before, I need a higher ceiling. I need to challenge myself. Why not New York City? It's New York. Um, and I was still young enough, you know, to kind of make that decision. And
2: That was what, when you were 24? 24,
0: 25.
2: Yeah. Yeah, still young enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, did it. And, you know, of course, everyone back home was like, yo, he'll be back in a year. You know, he's a Miami kid. Like, he, he bleeds Miami. And I did. Yeah, but so you
2: could be a Miami kid in New York, no problem. Absolutely. I Like, all that, I find a lot of fucking bullshit in that whole world of like, you know, uh, like Miami and New York, if you're like a real Miami kid, you're just, would I ask this on the floor? No, oh, on the floor. It's fine. Um, I mean, you can, it's, I don't see it as a problem. I just never gained the love for New York for want to want to be there for more than like five days. I was the opposite.
0: Yeah. So my first year I lived in Jersey because that's really where she, you know, where she lived was in Jersey. And for the first year and a half met some amazing people amazing friends uh the relationship didn't last that long um but it got me there yeah and jersey was uh a test (laughs) you know lived on the beach before that had everything in the palm of my hand you know was throwing clubs and and living the lifestyle and to then have to live in jersey and kind of take that step back of like becoming
2: humble yeah, I mean Jer- Jersey is it like was very, very humbling. It's like a workhorse. It's different.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's you know, everyone's a teacher, uh, wrestling coach. Yeah, <laughs> um, wrestling coach. You're living good. in your three family homes, you know, and I we don't know what that is in Miami, you yeah. know, and it, everywhere over there is two, three, four family homes. Wow. So your neighbors are in the same house, basically. You know, they're just different doors and different apartments. And for me, it was it was tough. Taking the bus into New York City every day and having to commute on a Greyhound, and you know, or taking the PATH train and throwing clubs because that's how I got there. I so I was dating someone, but I connected. Her family was very big into the club industry over there, so I said, "Well, I can just roll into it this way, get myself a bar gig, and that's it." And that's right. what I did. So I was doing doubles or triples, man. Where I would start my day at ten o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, till mm. nine ten o'clock at night, and then go straight to the club. Change and go to the club till 4 o'clock in the morning. If anyone knows how path trains run from New York City to New Jersey at 4 o'clock in the morning, brother, there was a lot of cold nights on a platform, shaking. Yeah. Because I'm still a Miami kid not wearing New York clothes, and I'm like, shit, this coat is not, you know, it's not weatherproof. Right. So there was a lot of shaky nights, bro, where I was, I got humbled, and I got humbled really quick. But I think throughout that process, hey. You get thicker skin. Yeah. You know, you're not babied like you are in Miami. Oh, Bobby, I got you. Don't worry about it. E, right. I you know, I got you dinner. You didn't have it over there. Yeah. There's so no, I challenged there's, myself. It was there, like, you know, my mom would and be like, are you OK? And I'm like, Mom, I'm amazing. And then I would hang, hang up the phone and you have watery eyes because you're like, I'm struggling, but I'm doing it. And it's, it's a testament to, you know, what my parents have done their entire lives. Putting me through private school, sacrificing. I look back at it now at 39, and I'm like, damn. Mm -hmm. Like, they made okay money. My dad was a cop for the city of Miami, and my mom, you know, worked for import-export, you know, and made okay money. We're middle class, you know, but they were putting me through Conchita. They were putting me through Columbus. It's expensive, Mm -hmm.
2: and it's two boys.
0: So I was looking back at that and saying, I can't fail. There yeah. is no
2: failure. It, it's interesting, right? Because we, I've been asked that question a lot in the last, like, I don't know, year or so. It's like, why do you, why do you do or stand on the, the things that you stand on? It's like, because so, so, so many people, yep. so many people sacrifice so much for me to have the opportunity for a lot of us to have this opportunity to do what we're doing. Right. So what's the best way to honor them? The best way to honor them is to continue their story. And to make sure that story doesn't die. And we do it through food. You know, I do it through food. You do it through food. There's so much to that. It's not just like, we don't just cook to cook. No. Like, we're, we're keeping a story alive. There's so much behind it. Keeping a story alive that people have been trying to kill for so long, right? And so much culture that people have been trying to fucking put down forever. And that's really our job now. Like, it's what you said. Here in Miami, we have a safety net, right? Like, yeah. I know I go to my grandmother's house automatically yeah and i will i will feel 100 you're a nenecito you know? yeah all Grandma's gonna make you feel good all the time when i left to virginia for five years it was like man it's tough we're you're alone are, we are yeah 100%. doesn't matter how many friends you have right it's
0: not miami it's not right. the people you grew up with it's like, not it's not your backbone
2: like you said there's there's a croqueta in every corner yeah and that just that com- that comfort of having a coffee and a croqueta at whatever time you want changes your life and your outlook on like your day-to-day so fucking much and that's why for me i don't know like maybe i could open up a restaurant somewhere else i could not live somewhere else let me tell you something that was a huge thing cafecito Mm -hmm.
0: you can't get a one one is cafecito and two is i've learned through opening up this restaurant how many miami people are actually in new york oh yeah and it was crazy I'm like out of the woodworks. Out of a sudden, it's like, oh, Miami, 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 and it was like I can't find a cafecito anywhere here. I'm like, because you you don't you don't they don't know what it is. You ask for a cafecito even at a Cuban restaurant, and they're like, espresso. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'm good. Yeah, you it's know. Fine. So for me, it was it was that. I mean, I I saved two feet on 115 square feet. That's as big as my my place is. Yeah, my shop is 115 square feet. I saved two feet of that and for for a coffee for a coffee machine.
2: 115 was, is so small.
0: Right? It's a closet,
2: uh, 200
0: square feet downstairs in a basement to prep. <coughs> that's fucking, it's a closet. I got ovens. I got two ovens, electrical ovens, six inches from the floor, for health department. Right. Um, and that's how the only place that they could fit. And I have porks running 15 hours a day. I'm sure overnight. 115 is like, it's a it's a it's it's a
2: it's a it's a, it's, it's a walk-in closet in Miami. You know we. Uh, In our evolution of, like, talking about scale, something that we talk about is, like, a Chugs Express model, which is basically just the front counter thing. And is that stampable and, like, what I can do with that? But even that is 315 square feet. Well, I took ventanitas
0: that we grew up in. Yeah. You know, for me, it was Islas. I go to Islas all the time. Um, And that was shop talk. That's where politics were talked about. That's where everything... So that's where I went with my dad, and I, I grew up in, in that. Um, so for me, I said – I looked at a box, and I said, how can I build this out to cook food out of? Mm. You know, well, the essentials. I'm going to do picadillo. You know, I, I brought the classics out. I brought the stuff that, for me, took me home. Wait, picadillo with or without raisins? All right. So This is a hot topic so right This now. is a very hot topic, and it's uh, – all right. So I do it without – listen, I can do them both ways, me personally. No, but what do you At prefer? At grandma's house, I put the raisins to the side. Okay. So I let her cook it in the raisins. But right. she
2: cooks it with raisins. Absolutely. Okay, all right. I okay. makes it with raisins. I makes it with raisins. You heard it here first, everyone.
0: I did it, I did it without raisins. But there was there – was, uh, I mean, obviously for me it was how do I introduce an American public to Cuban culture and Cuban food and not scare them? So the picadillo was, it's one of my favorite. I don't care if you did it with white rice or, you know, once when my mom cooked for me, you know, my mom wasn't the best in the kitchen. It was my abuela. And it's, it, that,
2: it's mine too. And Same. my father's
0: mom, a monster in the kitchen. So for me, it was, you know, my mom would do mashed potatoes. I don't care how you do the picadillo. But for me, it was no raisins only because I had to teach an American public. And if you put raisins on the menu, they would have been like, eh. Now, the picadillo is one of the hottest plates I have in the restaurant. I have 4 or 5 bowls, and the picadillo flies because once they understood that it just wasn't ground beef, it just wasn't cooked in a saute pan. Right. right. You know that there was a process to it. Yeah, yeah. Then they're like, "All right, and once they tasted it, it's so food. And I don't care if you're not Cuban, I don't care where you come from. That's one of those plates that you eat, you close your eyes and you say I just got transported somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That was picadillo for me. Yeah. So you know, from picadillo, and I do you know, I have you know, uh, between in cebollado, you know, we do a fish bowl, we do things like that. But the picadillo was the one thing that I needed to get perfect.
2: Where do you where do you cook fish at in 115 square feet?
0: So I have a I have a flat top. So I marinate my fish, flat top. It's a three footer. Yeah. Small. Yeah. yeah, my yeah no. My fryer I... is 18 inches, and I do chicharrones. I do, um, maduros. I do empanadas. Oof, that little fryer goes goes through the hell. I always have to have one backed up.
2: Yeah, but think about it. You've paid for it a thousand times over.
0: Oh, a thousand times. Yeah, a thousand. That's why I saved two feet for the coffee machine. People looked at me like, "You're gonna sell coffee out of this place?" And I'm like, "You don't understand."
2: No, no, but it's once gotta...
0: someone finds out that I have cafecito, it's gonna blow up.
2: Yeah, Cuban coffee. That's it's it. just like the, at any kind of Cuban coffee. It's like changes the game completely. You know, because then it's really a, it, well rounds the concept. Time out. Would you like a cocktail?
0: I would love a cocktail.
1: Casey Raven, cameo yeah. on the podcast
2: here. You're live on the podcast. Say hi to, to everyone.
1: The last Casey cameo. Oh, yeah. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank God for <laughs> the, that. The excitement level from Casey. Salute. 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 Just, Cheers. Thanks. Above, of course. Thanks,
2: Case. So welcome. Yeah, we did it. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Delicious. Yeah. So, all right. How long have you been open in New York now? So we're going on, uh, we're on our fifth year. Amazing. Fifth year. Five years are big. Five years. Well, I mean. I
0: mean, listen, we got, I'm not going to say we got lucky. and I did things, I got ballsy. You know, I knew when I opened up that, you know, Instagram was a big thing. Um, Getting your followers up for me was how do I do something very organic and not, pay for things
2: don't sell your soul Um, don't sell your
0: soul to to the food guys you know um i got lucky man i i think people were talking about it um enough to where and i had friends in the industry um that got some big names out there you know um food baby you know and all these big names that had a huge following and they kicked it off. I mean, the first day I opened, you had some of these people that weren't asking for free food. Um, supporters. Very, very big supporters. They were... I think they were excited about Cuban food in New York. Right. And I was stoked about that because I think you and I share um, the feeling of the DMs for <laughs> free food. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't I'm, get many of those anymore. Yeah. And I'm... I'm same. And yeah. I'm one of those. And I still run my Instagram almost, you know, five years in. And... Because I want to be in charge of, you know, answering people. That's going to end, you know, at one point, um, probably soon. It's
2: kind of, man. Because it, it a, is taxing. I was on a call this morning, like, because I, I still do two of them. It's taxing. And I'm like, bro, I it can't do this And it adds a lot anymore. of stress. And
0: it adds, people don't understand. The, we go to sleep thinking differently. Yeah. yeah. Right? So we go to sleep and you're, you know, you're thinking about a duck press. I'm, I'm thinking about flipping a Cuban sandwich. And we're thinking about, you know, seating and and. There's so many things that wake you up in the middle of the night.
2: Well, I mean, you think about labor, payroll, everything, everything, food, uh, and then don't forget to post.
0: Don't forget to post. And what times are the best to post so you can get traction on that post? What are the times that you post? So for me, and and times are changing. The algorithm has changed. I used to post at 10 in the morning because for me, I open at 11, 12. Right. So I'm like, all right, let me get someone... Right after breakfast, they're too full. How do I post at 10, 10 30 when they're in the office and they're thinking of like, what am I going to do
2: for lunch? Isn't it wild? It's crazy. About this You got to think about everything. Well, and it's just like for Chugs, I'm like, man, I, we open at 8 in the morning. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do for that? <laughs> post a that at 6 a.m.? Yeah, you know yes, what I mean? Bro. And it's
0: insane. So, um, I got the, the, you know, the influencers that really appreciate food um, and aren't in it for the buck because we know that, you know, there's influencers out there. And I don't knock on anyone, you know, but there's influencers out there now that are going everywhere because people are willing to pay. Yeah, you know, I like, mean, I knock are not And you're not influencing good food. You're yeah. influencing people that are just paying you.
2: You're influencing your pocket.
0: Exactly. Correct. So you can't sell me something delicious that it's not. They're just paying you, and I understand.
2: Right. So I'm
0: not going to pay. You want some good food? You come and get it. You know, and and it is what it is. Yeah, we um, still
2: we still don't we hold that model that like <coughs> we don't do like media <coughs> nights or any of that shit. We just I invite industry people. Love it. Um I feel like their input and who are you gonna trust more than other chefs and other industry Absolutely. people that like food? Absolutely. And to me like those are the people and that, those are the people that you want to take care of. Well, and on top of that, it's like, so if I'm going to go to New York, right, and I want to eat a, like a certain kind of thing, I'm going to call you, I'm going to be like, where do you think I should go? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to go to D.C., I'm going to call my buddy Ryan. If I'm going to go to L.A., I'm going to call somebody else. You know, like, I'm not going to look at Instagram. Yeah. You know, but it's also the change of the world, right? Yeah. Like, um, but the thing is, a lot of these chefs and industry people have good followings, too, and have honest followings. Right? Honest. Honest following is a big thing. And I I show people the the dynamic all the time. Like, we're super fortunate that Chugs and Ariat have great followings that are actually organic. Absolutely. Right? So, like, when you look at the hits on those photos, it's like, it's impressive. But we're not getting thousands of likes. No. Three, four, five hundred. But they're real people. I mean, I posted just the other day and I
0: was impressed. I posted two Cuban sandwiches next to each other. It just so happened that they were on the flat top together and the cheese binded and there was a nice pull to it. I posted the pull. And it got five, six hundred likes. And I'm like, and you got oh, a thousand cheese, views the on the The cheese pool always Fucking gets cheese them, cheese pools hey? are always getting everybody. The cheese pool always gets them. And I them. said, holy shit. Yeah. They just wanted the cheese pool. Yeah, I know. It's All nuts. the good food I post, they wanted that. It was the cheese pool. Yeah. For them. The cheese pool. So anyways, man, I got I got lucky with that. And, and then, you know, a month in, I had New York Times come through. Amazing. And New York Times was, I opened in August. Uh, near, the New York Times uh, article came out in October, and that was huge. People are asking me, "How'd you get the New York Times?" I'm like, "I didn't get the New York Times. No, you, you, the you, New York you, Times
2: ate my food and you put got, the hamishon. But you got them by being different, right? You're by cooking cu- Cuban food in New York. In New that's York State, really Cuban food. That's real Cuban food. So you didn't get you got them because of who you are uh, and what you did. You're right. Right.
0: You're right. And you know, and for me, it was that. And then it was like I was getting banged out. Right then, it was Food Network and Chopped. And I said, "Fucking Chopped." <laughs> I'm like, I watch it. I fucking love it. But I can never imagine myself on Chopped. I'm not a fucking trained chef, right? I'm like I'm a home cook, bro. Yeah, that just happens to have a restaurant that's you know, you know, going right now. But I said I have to think about the business. Yeah, I said, well, I'm gonna go there, put something on the fucking plate. But you're gonna get traction. You're gonna get followers. It's, sure, it builds your resume. You know, so that's that started happening, and then you know, Food Network kept calling, and it just became a thing where I was just like, well, let's let's. Ride the shit, bro. Let
1: me say real quick, was was that the episode that also another Conchita person was on? It wasn't the same episode. No? Okay.
0: It wasn't the same episode. Um, are we talking about Eileen?
1: No, I'm talking about uh, uh, Tatiana. Is yes, name? it was Tati. Yeah.
0: So it was the same episode with Tati. Yeah. Tati and I met um, bro, the, back... The Conchita episode. Yeah, yeah, it was the Conchita
2: episode. Is that what they labeled the chopped episode as? No, it was,
0: uh, it was a Cuban episode. It was actually a Cuban episode. Um, there was another Cuban chef... Um that had opened up Pilar. Oh. That sounds familiar. So he opened up Pilar. Um which I hadn't eaten at. Okay. Where is that? New York too? It's in boot it's in uh Bed-Stuy in okay. Brooklyn. Plug. 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 Um not paid for plug. Great people. Yeah. You know, great, great guy. Um you know does Cuban food and I, I went to his place and I love the aesthetics. Um but he was on the he was on the episode. Um, He had heard about me. I heard about him, you know, uh, but Dati was on there and I had met Dati. Dati wasn't even from New York. She was in Boston. She's an exec, executive chef um, for a hospitality group and crushes. She does a lot of good, good stuff. Um, but met Dati and love her. She's there's another, not many. There's not many girl. of us out there. No. Cuban no, chefs. There's Miami actually girl. like a really great. And she crushes. This girl crushes. There's a really
1: great. I'm sorry, just to, just because we said Tati so many times. This is a Tatiana Rosana from uh, Envoy in Boston.
2: Yes, the Envoy. Yeah. Um, really great Cuban chef in Australia. Yeah. Forget the name escapes me right now, but her food looks phenomenal. Like really, really amazing.
4: There's and not. She's doing many...
2: home cooking, or is she elevating? Elevating. Okay. Yeah. There, there's not many of us, right? So that's why I always find it fascinating. You know, like when there's other elsewhere around the country. It's like, that's amazing. You know, yeah. like Thomas and Charleston Thomas. Right. And I loved
0: when he did that. I mean, I you're talking it. Thomas, like you were saying, Thomas comes from his back. The background's different. His cooking background is different. Yeah. Yeah. And you think I want to cook Cuban food. Yeah. Like he thought, I just want to cook Cuban food. Um, you know, and I'd love to see Thomas's mom when she's visiting and she's in the, you know, in the back of the house, just cooking with them. Yeah. It's and amazing. I love it. Um, so I get inspired by, by things like that. And, you know, for me, it was, all right, like, you know, like I said before, put your chef coat on and, you know, you can still be the bartender that cooks. And it was traction, bro. How do you keep building traction and moving? And these are the things we deal with every single day. So, yeah, uh, getting my the dad, backstage. It was a great, great episode for me. It was a learning experience that I don't I don't I don't think I do again. Right. Um, as far as chop goes. But. For me, everything I thought about was the store, you know, and those first three months were, were, and I was still bartending. I promised myself that I would bartend. I was bartending at Gold Bar, which is one of the most known spots out there. They're on a 15, 16 year run, like EO. And I said, I can't leave this money. I can't. I loved it. I loved being back there. So I would work at the shop six, seven days a week and go nine, you know, nine to 10 o'clock at night go home strap up some nice dapper clothes just to get behind the bar go bar until five o'clock in the morning and go back to work the yeah next I mean, and I did that for a year I said I would do it for a
2: year you make those sacrifices at the very beginning like I mean whew, man I don't know I made less money owning this place the first like three years as basically a lot you've coach ever chef. made in your life yeah than I ever made in my life
0: but it's but you worked 15,000 times harder, harder and more
2: yeah, than you've ever worked in your life. Well, it's just, and, and even apart from like, you know, when you work somewhere else, like your brain turns off at a time when, when you, cause when you're you, allowed to, right. When you own a thing, like your brain does not turn off no. and it's just like, it's because you leave, you start hanging
0: with, you know, your, 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 your colleagues that work with you and you go have shift drinks and you, you turn off. Yeah. It's no longer work.
2: Right. But and, it, it, and then this dynamic is like, you have emails, you have things, what's tomorrow? What prep do I have tomorrow? How many do we have in the books? How much money do we have in the bank? What's happening with this? What's happening with that? When's payroll? Oh, payroll's this day. Have we processed payroll? And It's, like it's the, crazy. Oh, fuck. No, you a. sound
0: like a broken record. Yes. that's every day.
2: All the time. And, and it's your like, brain's thinking it.
0: And you don't want to talk about it, but your brain is like... I can't imagine having anxiety. I don't I don't suffer from it. Yeah. But goddamn, like this industry has given it to you. Like yeah. it's just D D D D and it's repetitious. For me it was it was that handsome, dude. And and uh, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I mean absolutely I tell people all the time I used to work triples in New York with commuting and everything. And that didn't feel half as bad as when you own something because of what you just said. It goes to home with you. Mm-hmm. And it's it's nonstop.
2: It's, it's just everyday. like, and it, and it consumes your brain, right? I mean, you'll wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night. Like, did I put that away? Did I process that? Did I send that email? For me, the walk-in has always been like such a fucking point of contention for me. Like the walk-in, I used to have to leave the walk-in like super tight and change out the fucking ice and the fish bins and blah, blah, and Shit, all those things. Super tight.
0: Did I close the door behind me? Yeah, is the oven is the oven at the right temp? I have yeah. porks in the oven. They need to be right. cooked tomorrow morning. Right, is it at the right temp, or is it did I leave it too high? Right. So it was like fuck. Do I go back to the restaurant just to make sure the oven's at the right temp? Yeah. And it fucked with you.
2: And I, w- I would come back. There was days that I would come oh, back. Absolutely. Did I did I there lower... was days I was back at three a.m. because it I, would fuck with me so much I couldn't sleep. Did I lower the stock enough? Is it good? Did I did I lower it though? It was boiling <laughs> I lowered it But did I lower it? I don't remember And I would just wake up And I would just fucking come straight yeah. to work It didn't matter where the I was. only thing that was That was going to put your mind at ease Right And I would come back And I lowered it yeah. And it didn't matter But I still feel better now I'm going to sleep for another if three hours What
0: you just said was me I would go to Gold Bar And while I was behind the bar I'm thinking these things And I'm saying Shit Will I get out of here at 4 or 5? Right Maybe I just Uber straight to the shop Yeah Check the oven and make sure we're good so it was and that was repetitious dude every day
2: I feel like the um, I hear this shit a lot now more than ever it was like you know my plan is to like open up my own place okay do you know like what that really takes do you know like the forget about physical the mental aspect of what that really takes to open up your own place have you thought about that have you thought about all these things how all these things in life will change. Well, no, I didn't really think about that. No, you don't think about it. And then it was like, okay, maybe you should think about these things. Yeah. You know, so... I feel like, yes, owning your place, your own place is great. And I think if you if you think about it enough and you put yourself together enough and you really feel like you have what it takes, like, cool, do it. But at the same time, the security blanket is gone, man. It's gone. The security blanket is gone. It doesn't exist. And you are, you are now... And this is a like for me that I have pretty decent anxiety. Like, now you have other people that you're their security blanket. I respect
0: like, you more now that you said that. Why? Because I don't deal with so much anxiety. Yeah. That bro, someone that's got it, I'm like, Amen. Like God bless you. Yeah. yeah. Because
2: you still do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I would I couldn't do anything else though. But it's like you now have become the security blanket for other people. Yeah. So that that for me is even like more anxiety. It's on you. Yeah, like them them getting a signed check at the end of the week is on you. A hundred percent. It's nuts to think about. Yeah, and you know, I have. a I it's a big point of pride for me. Like, I love creating jobs and opportunities for people for them to be successful and creating a place that they can learn and grow. And you know, it doesn't always work, but at the same time, it's like there's still that opportunity there, and we're still trying to provide that opportunity. And like. For me, I always wanted to create a place that people like me could go to and feel comfortable. Amen. You know, which is like, I love to cook. I love to cook good food. I want to learn all these things. I can do all these things here and still feel very homegrown, yeah. feel, feel very like mom and pop. You know, like, we're bigger now, but not like we don't have 50 units. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. Uh, i i like to know everybody's name i'd like to be friends with all my dishwashers i like to wash dishes Same. with them i like to do Same. all those things like i love i love that and i think that's huge man like i and i feel like if if we're at ever a point that i lose that i feel like i'd probably be done
0: you lost yourself in the process yeah.
2: because you know at that point what did you do it for at all yeah you know like i didn't get into this game To make a fuck ton of money You don't get into food To make a fuck ton of money
0: Listen I tell people all the time I'm glad you said that It's one of those things where I go back And when I go back They're happy to see me I don't care what they say When I'm out there Right right all right. But when the boss is back They think God You know Equano returned to New York You know Now he's gonna work with us For the next four or five days Because they know I I run a tight ship I love them If it's too hot in the hot box I order some beers You know and I and I I take care of them. Like right. but these guys know that I'm the first one strapping on the gloves and taking the carpets out, that I'm the first one washing dishes. It's I I get I fall back into the grind with them. Yeah, yeah. And that's and no one understands unless you're in our position. Right. What that what that does for us. Right. Like you helping them out and just getting back on the in, in the grind of things, for us is it's it's healing almost.
2: For me, it's the happiest place yeah, on earth. It is. It's healing. Forget Disney. No, it's healing. That like, um, a Chugs like week, I guess it was week one, two. Um, you know, we had a couple hiccups like on the line during from 7 a.m. to like 12. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to come in and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to. And that was like the happiest I've been in months. Yeah. Because that's where I feel the most comfortable. Yeah. That for me, it's like, I mean, you need me to, crank out eggs and fucking breakfast sandwiches and, and it's, you just you call and you will get them it's so
0: subconscious too yeah it's it's subconscious you do it and it's it's yeah, i'm gonna tell you why it's that hour those two hours or those four hours you're not thinking about anything else right right but washing that dish cranking that egg out it's it's it doesn't nothing else matters because right. you're in it right right you're in it it's when you take yourself out of that moment that you're like shit Now everything else is
2: coming. Now everything else. Now I have to handle everything else. Uh So you guys are five already?
0: Turn five? Going into five. We turned four in August. So we're on our fifth year.
2: Nice. August. Good month. August fourth,
0: 2017 was our opening day.
2: So what's next?
0: Uh so now, like we were speaking before, I'm back in Miami. You know i the way is this more breaking news here? Is anybody else? It's gonna be some breaking news. It's not. It's not, Giorgio. Breaking news.
2: That was good breaking news that we didn't Georgia, get. Ci- we didn't get cited for, but it's fine. Giorgio's breaking news. We did news break was that story. Yeah, I mean, I love that he wanted to break that on here. That was good.
0: But um, I will say, New York is is there. New York's not going anywhere. Um, you know, looking into signing a new lease, making making sure you know that Ts are you know, T's are crossed and the eyes are dotted. Um, but I learned a lot through the pandemic. For me, it was uh, what we were talking about before, the backbone. Yeah. I missed my backbone. I yeah. missed uh, friends and family. I missed, uh, you start to realize, I'm 39, 40 next month. You start to realize what matters most. Where am I going to find my balance for the next 5 to 10 years? Um, with that, our families are getting older. That's that means yeah, yeah. our moms, our dads, our Yeah. And for me, it's I want to be around, you know, I got nieces and nephews. And I said, well, I I, like I said, you know, when we started, failure was not an option. Um, there was a moment within the first eight, nine years where I almost came back. Um, but I didn't let myself. It's because my aunt got sick and I didn't let myself because it was one of the and she, and she didn't let me. Um, because if I came back from New York without doing anything. Yeah, I worked great jobs, I ran great restaurants. Um It was going to be a failure for me. Sure. It was like I did I went over there but I didn't do what I wanted to do, which was open up a bar or just run a business. Um now I've done it and I just feel like it's it's the kid the kid wants to come home. Right. You know, the kid wants to I mean 15 years it, is a long time. 15 16 years is a long time, you know. And uh shit we graduated high school at 18 i'm on my 20-year reunion a year later but because of the pandemic but columbus reunion is coming up next week 20 years since i graduated high school it's insane and and 15 16 of those years i was i was in in new york so it's insane to me so for me it's i'm coming back and my cuban spot will come to miami I think we'll have some different. Breaking news!
2: Breaking news! Well, we did. Breaking news!
0: uh, I think we um, we brought. Listen, I I partnered up with Jay with 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 Jay, and I did a lot of pop ups. Um, I think throughout the pop ups, I needed to feel out what Miami, how Miami was going to receive, you know, me, how was going to receive. Like we were saying, Cuban food is saturated. Mm. but am I doing anything different? What am I doing? How is it going to be, you know, is it going to be welcome back home? But I, I have a good following. I have a great, like, we're going to say it again, and it sounds repetitious. It's a backbone and a supporting, you know, people that are willing to support, um, but they're supporting good food. Right. So you're not, they're not supporting just Louie. They're supporting good food. Um, I just want to be consistent, man. I, right. I, I, I appreciate chefs that, are just doing things that they love to do, cooking food that they love to cook. I don't care how you do it. Mm. Um, and I don't care why. I care that that you love what you do. Because right. I've seen chefs that have stopped loving what they do and lose everything in the process. Right. I've seen it. I've been there. Uh, I, when a chef looks at you and he says, what's wrong with my restaurant? I brought you in to fix the bar. You fixed the bar. But my restaurant's still losing. And I'm like, it's because... You forgot about your love of cooking and being in the kitchen, and like you said, washing a dish. Yeah, you know, and you lost that. Well, if you lose that, you're gonna lose everything else that goes with it. Mm-hmm. So, coming back to Miami, I, I think it's I think it's time. Um, I can fly back to New York whenever, um, but I think it's time to uh, come over here and kind of you know open up my Cuban spot and and a couple of cool concepts that I got along the way with it bar you know derived um but i'm excited now we're just shopping we're shopping i don't know where i'm gonna be we don't know location yet Mm. um but it's you know i'm staying away from i want to build my own how do i say this i want to open up in a spot where i'm i'm on my own you know i live on the beach. We know. I mean, the beach. Other than Puerto Sagua, that's been there for X amount of years, and is you know the only staple in Miami in, in Miami Beach. Um, there is no other Cuban food there. Everything right. else is kind of folded. Um,
2: so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I would tell you the only thing, only recommendation I could tell you is that opening in Miami the one thing that's the truest is to stay who you want to be and don't conform to what other people want you to be i love that you said that
0: because i like
2: that's like that's like a very big thing right from investors to partners to whatever the fuck it may be everyone's going to want you to be something else yep and there's an incredible power in saying no right like i I've obviously made sacrifices for my company as a whole, but at the same time, like being who you are and doing what you believe in is always going to feel better, taste better. It's just going to be better. I
0: mean, it's already happened. It's already happened where you kind of feel that, that energy pool. Yeah, It's like, oh, you're here, but you can do it this way and go here. And yeah. how about this location and just be away because you're going to make money.
2: And yeah, I'm yeah. like,
0: don't, you don't understand, though. I'm not in it just to make money. Right. If I'm not a happy person in the process and walking to work and being where I wanna be, I'm I'm just it's my happiness. Sure. And at the end my restaurant's gonna suffer for it, my food's gonna suffer. Consistency's gonna suffer. And it's it's so it's I'm glad you said that because I've well, gotten that advice before and you can see how people
2: And it's quick. It's it happens it's quick. It's quick. People will turn on you super fucking quick. People will want the thing that you have, but for for you to do the thing that you have their way. Fuck that, man. Yeah. 100%. Like, you know, I've done Ariette completely the way that I've wanted to do it, you know? And I've done it my way through and through and better, right? Chugs the same way. Yeah. Like, it's especially with Cuban food, right? Yeah. Especially with Cuban food because... The market is so saturated. So it's just like stupid shit. Like, Chugs is a a great example because it's not classic Cuban food at all and it never will be.
0: But it's the way you want to do it.
2: It's the way that I want to do it. It's the way that I want it to be. It's the way that I want it to live. It's the way that I think it tastes delicious. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of respect for the people that try to stay incredibly traditional and I love that. That's just not who I am. Yeah. You know, and it's like... There's a lot of power in that, like, just saying "fuck it," like we're gonna do this, and it's scary. It's it's the scariest thing, because everyone else will be like, especially when it comes to investors and partners. I'm fortunate that I have incredible partners now, but like, the truth is, you're the one. You're yeah. the one that does all the work. You're the yeah. one that has the vision. You're the one that wants to put in the work. You're the one that's gonna wash that fucking dish. Yep. So, fuck them. I'm just saying it because. In like the, the growth part of my life. You know, like I'm in the heavy growth part of my life. I think about who am I in 10 years from now? Yeah. What am I doing in 10 years from now? What does the company look like 10 years from now? And that's really like the majority of shit that I think about, right? But the one thing I'll never do is not be who I am. Absolutely. You know? And it's always very interesting because money is nice. Yeah, it's nice. Money is nice. Things are nice. Um, especially when you don't come from a lot of it. Yeah. When you don't come from like uh, luxury or comfort or yep. whatever, you're like, man, it would be nice to like to do that thing, to do, to, have to not thing. have to struggle. Right. You know, but there's a happy medium. Yeah. I'm okay with like not struggling and making okay money, but still like very much being who the fuck I am. I mean, you got to find balance.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's big. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I owe a lot of that. Uh, Michael Chernow, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if you know who he is. So, Michael Chernow uh, started Meatball Shop. It was him and Danny Holtzman. Sounds super Holtzman. familiar. So, both best friends, both chefs, started Meatball Shop. And, um, and I sat down with Michael a couple of times, and he's like, what do you want to do? You know, Gold Bar was right across Seymour's, which is another concept he opened. Um, and... I was like, I want to open up a bar, but you know, I'm thinking about a speakeasy with food. I'm thinking about doing this Cuban concept. He's like, "You're a badass, dude. Like, I've seen you. I've seen your drive. So let's do this. I'm going to give you two options. I'm going to invest in you. You come with me. My group will take care of you. Or you go out there and fucking do it yourself, the yep. way you want to do it." I left that meeting, and I just—it wasn't a meeting. It was two friends talking, but. He took time for me. And I said, well, what, I, what am I going to fucking do? A week later, passes around, and I call him, and I said, you know, I appreciate you. I'm going to fucking do it myself. And I did. And it was the scariest thing ever. You already know. Yep. Um, you don't know what to expect, how it's going to go. The only person that you can rely on is yourself, man. 100%. Putting in the work. You got to put in the work. It doesn't exist. I don't give a fuck how good your food is. If you don't put in the work, food's not gonna sell. I mean, food speaks for a, food speaks to a certain you know to a certain extent. But if the chef isn't around, if the chef's not doing his thing, if the chef's not putting love into that dish, and 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 almost you know extending that same love to his sue you know, to everyone in the kitchen, to his dishwasher, it's not the same. I mean, the business will 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 burn in in a couple of
2: years. I mean, you said it though. Like, the only person you could depend on, really, is yourself. It's yourself. And like, when you talk about investors and you talk about partners and the whole thing, yeah, shit changes. Shit changes. Shit gets like very like cloudy. And you don't think about it. You know. I mean, I think now, years in, you do.
0: Yeah. When in the beginning, you don't. Well, because you're, you're sold. You're thinking they believe in me. You're, you're jaded.
2: You're you're sold. Here's the thing. Often, always, people will take advantage of how romantic we are about a thing. Yeah. How romantic you are. Because I'm super romantic about food. I'm super romantic Same. about restaurants. Same. The experience, the thing. But everything that boils down for people that put money into things is a P&L. Yeah. That's P&L. That's it. Your work, your hours, your things—like your Nothing hours of matters. coaching your staff, Pianos. the the hours of like breaking down time, washing dishes, scrubbing the floor—none of that matters. No. What boils down to it, and is they, a and piano, they, and they don't see that. They don't, and you know, like sometimes when you get fortunate enough, and I find myself very fortunate, like you have people that understand it, yeah, and it, but it's, Amen. It, it's not all the time, yeah, right um as i 've proven it 's not all the time, but when you do nail it, you nail it right and I think that there's there 's a special place for that understanding like that understanding that like it 's all on you right <laughs> it 's all on you no one 's here to save you no your your check 's not going to get stroked if you don 't make it happen oh. and I I often I wonder, man. Like I wonder, and, and just in this interesting time frame of the world, a lot of these people that think it's—I I won't say that they think it's easy, but think that it's easier to yeah. like own your own thing yeah. than to work for someone else. Like, brother, let me tell you, I—it's not that I would trade it, but fuck, man, trade the mental space for where I was before eight oh, years ago. Sure. Fuck me, for sure. It's, it's a totally different dynamic. Twice. It's It's a different world. And, and it comes down to that one fact. You can only depend on yourself.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I'm also super fortunate that I have people like Gio Fesser that were yeah. here with me banging it out forever six years ago. Like, I say the story all the time. Those are Mother's Day like four years ago. Me and Gio showed up at 3.30 in the morning. We prepped. We, we worked a Mother's Day brunch. Me and him... Did 370 covers Shit. by ourselves. Shit. By ourselves. And it was just like. Just us two. Just us two. And it was like those kind of things, like those kind of people. That's, and a that, good, that's a good feeling, bro. And But that's why Gio is a partner of mine Woo. now. That's why he's a partner of mine now. He's not just. He's, he's not been just, to battle with you. That's right. Former Poncom Podcast guest, Gio Fesser. Find him at to Papi. Two eyes, <laughs> <laughs> <And> an underscore. <laughs> some, some guy has a regular possibility. That guy, he's got to let it go. I don't understand. He he not want to let it go at the beginning, and he's just steadfast. Doesn't want to let it go. He's but it's
0: a battle with you, man. And it's, it's it's important. It's important. Like I said, that shift must have felt incredible after.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of shifts like that. I think, in the last like five and a half years, in several locations. Now that it's just like it feels for, I feel fortunate to have great people around me. But that's what I said you know, the people you hire to put around you, the people you decide to put in your circle, yeah, are. Listen, pivotal. I
0: was speaking to Nick earlier about it. I've my employees have been there since day one, and I have that's incredible. I'm to do something. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh, see,
0: we dim dimming the lights. Yeah. Oh. oh, look at this. Look what you did. turn, turn you do off this. the lights. Look, Light a candle. Oh, That's it. I love it. All right. Uh, we, we, we just got sexual. Yeah. We need another cocktail. Come
2: on. This is so much better. We need another cocktail, Nick. This is only round two. We can go. We usually go round three and four. But um, in that growth period, I think about like the growth period all the time because like we're in it, right? Yeah. We've We've been thinking about this for years now. It's like, how do we grow? What's the next step? What's next? For me, the bag always needs to be secure, which is this one that's right behind us. Always, and Ariette needs to be super secure. Uh, like, I will fucking take bullets for that fucking yeah. restaurant all day. Um, how do we make sure that that's good? You know, so like, for example, it's going for, through a full-scale remodel in the next 12 months. Wow, um, It's reinvesting into the bag, making sure the bag yeah. is good. Like, that's, to me, uh, means a lot. Uh, and then where do we go from there? Like what are the other? What are the next steps after that? Chugs was obviously a next step. Nave was the next step. Scapegoat was the next step, and then we have a couple other concepts coming on Scapegoat, board. Scapegoat,
0: that's my go-to.
2: Yeah, I love that man. Scapegoat's
0: my go-to.
2: I love that. I love that. I and love the go-to. all the boys there. Yeah, Champagne good. Bobby. Oh man,
0: Edwin. Like I mean,
2: oh, sadly, Edwin. Edwin moved back he, up north because he went. He did Montauk. This yeah, time. yeah, yeah. That's my guy, though. That's my favorite Ed, guy. Edwin is a good dude, man. That's.
0: That's, that's Such a guy. good guy.
2: I was so sad when he left.
0: That's my guy. I mean, Montauk is a summer thing. Yeah, no, I, but and it's and, tough because he's, dude. He's just people don't. What people do behind a bar is, is special. It really is, and it's not. I'm not talking about the cocktails. I'm talking about, man. There's there. They listen to your shit. They listen yeah. to your problems. We get we we leave the restaurant, and I, now I can talk about it from both ends, right? We've always been able to talk about it from both ends because we drink. But when you own a restaurant and you can be on that chef's side and then kind of get off and go to a bar and talk to a bartender that understands, you're just like, shit, I'm on both sides. Yeah. And these people, what they do is, is – is, it's really insane. i and, and the staff at Scapegoat is just bar none.
2: Good. I love that.
0: Bar none. Alex is – great i mean it's it's a great staff and that's my go-to bar that's that's i'm four blocks from scapegoat
2: oh i didn't know
1: you were so close
0: i'm on 12th and Penn, so it's not four blocks but it feels like four blocks that's a 10 minute walk probably it's a 10 minute
1: walk yeah that was a reference to alex pop of fun gelardi <laughs> is of he fun. a pop of fun deco drive once uh, put that <laughs> oh did he they? <laughs> they, they put uh, i'm sorry uh, uh bobby gilardi oh yeah bobby gilardi pop of fun were you referencing alex or bobby here Alex, was well, both. To Alex, but Bobby oh, okay. first. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So Bobby. Bobby's Popple my guy. fun gilardi. That, that makes complete guy. sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was fortunate that I spent a couple years behind a bar, very young, at a fucking corporate restaurant. But when you learn all those things, man, I waited tables there. I yep. was a dishwasher there. I was an expediter there. I was a bartender. I was bar manager. I was bar back. I mean... Honestly, that's what springboarded me into, like, wanting to cook because I said if I wanted to open up a restaurant, I had to learn all the things. Of course. I had to – oh, I love this song. God, CeeLo doing his best, man. He's doing his best right here. So – This is – it's a good jam. Oh, man. This is – this to me is CeeLo's, like, best jam. But, um, I mean, you learn that dynamic and something I tell – Kitchen people all the time. Because kitchen people are very, like, one-dimensional sometimes. And they don't understand how important the other side of the football is. Right? And what the front of the house does is pivotal. Yeah. It's it, They are your first line of defense. You need yeah. to have them on your side at all times. At all times. And the bartender is that guy. Yeah. Um, they, they they, engage with the guests. The guest wants to eat. The guest wants to drink. They Everything. just want to hang out. Everything. And when you create that... Uh, that ambiance at the bar, man, the whole restaurant sings. It just flows. It sings after that. It's, it's just, beautiful. It, it really is. Listen, it,
0: I still do cameos at Go Bar and it's because they hit me up and they're like, we're not ever going to take your name off the schedule. We know you don't work, but when you're in New York and you want to work, it's yours. But it's great for both of us. Why? Because when I get there and I'm on top of the bar and, you know, it's I, it's a show for me. Yeah. I get to be a showman. I get to be you know, the entertainer that I didn't become. I it's it's my world, and I know that people that come to that bar, you got people that are happy that just want to get fucked up, and you got people that are going through shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be the experience, me. Once again, you know I'm the experience. Yeah. So it's it's special. It's special. So going back to the skateboard, it's 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 a it's a it's a dope spot, dude. I
2: love that music. Everything about it. We're building another bar, similar ish. Okay. Here in the Grove. So that's not breaking news yet. Not yet, but it will be
0: one day. Does
2: that mean cut it out? I no,
0: think. no, it just means we'll take back the dee, tee tee
1: tee. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> just
2: we're not going to release names or All things right. of stuff. Um, I mean, I like, obviously, since I'm a chef, I find myself like a professional drinker, right? I mean, yeah. So I find a lot of, like, harmony in a really well-run cocktail bar. Like, it's... It's really a special thing, like a good cocktail bar. That I love what Jaguar Sun does. I think love do, Jaguar Sun. I think they do great, great work. Jaguar I really, Sun is sexy. I love Lost Boy too. I think love they, Lost Boy. I think they do. It's much more like toned down. Yeah, you know, which I'm I'm about that. Um, I love that toned down atmosphere. It's like a it's different just, vibe, just chill. Yeah, you know. Um, but there's a lot of really good bars in Miami. A lot, a lot Listen, of really good ones. It's happened within the last ten years
0: or so. I mean, I was impressed, because being in New York, I mean, it's it's the epicenter. Right. You go to any corner, mm. and New York is, people will say, you know, Miami's, Miami's small, you know. Right. It's this big.
2: Oh. This person called. Here we go. Here we go. We got a
1: special caller.
2: And now, throw me a lifeline. I
1: have no clue.
2: Oh, come on. This will be easy.
1: Hello. Hey, fucker. Hold, hold the speaker up to the microphone. Hey.
2: Hey, uh you're live on Panko podcast kind of. It'll be edited after right. cuz we don't know if you like your voice that much. Wow, amazing, man. Am I talking to Louie? No, you're not talking to Louie. You're, oh, like you're talking you're talking to Chug right now. It's Mario. Oh, <laughs> man. Just no, ha- I'm talking to you, brother. Okay, don't talk to me then. Fuck you. But the- What's up, Marty Mar?
0: Damn, is this Louie from Raw A.K. Raw Moves? The one and only Wow, have you guys spoken about your basketball career yet or no? We're not getting into that tonight. <laughs> on, this, on this episode, we're not getting into that. No, I, I feel you should, but I feel it's a big part of your life. Also, if you can, get into your musical
2: inspirations, a.k.a. myself. that <laughs> um, should probably be the majority of the interview um, if you want to get ratings up. Okay? <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Love you guys, hey, A. That's it? Great. You don't have a fucking question? I thought you had a question. I thought you had a question. Um, yeah. Yeah the peloton louis do you do it in the morning or in the afternoon uh, i can't lie to you because the,
0: the i mean the bike doesn't lie so i've had the bike, lie, had so the bike for three you. months i jumped on it for the first time in the past week and a half <laughs> okay um wow. so i've done maybe three or four rides since then so i'm, I'm on my way amazing i
2: saw a picture and you look good already i just want to make sure thank you right for now sure. I, right this is chug again Hi, Mario. How are you? Hey, Great, man. Great. <laughs> I'm going fucking going over the menu for some event tomorrow. I got to fucking do, man. This is, I mean, they don't pay me enough for this. No, they definitely don't pay you enough for that. They definitely don't no, pay you enough I for don't. that. Are you going to show up tomorrow? Are you actually going to do something interesting or are you going to fuck off? I'm excited. I'm going to do something very mediocre. Um, Shocker. I'm kind of going,
0: I'm kinda going oh, with the, the, the event. The event.
2: Okay. As mediocre as possible, as cookie-cutter as possible, but you're going to love it. But you're going to love it. Love that. Love that. Is this, is this kind of like your uh, electronica album that you dropped in Sweden? <laughs> 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 Alright, fuck off. I'm hanging up on you now. Bye.
1: Mar- Mario told me, so uh, you may not be aware, but uh, at tomorrow's event, instead of Mike or John Falco... Explaining the food, we're gonna have Mario rap about the menu. Wow, and Mario told me that what we should expect is the corniest rhymes ever written, and that it would be really more Shakespeare than rap.
2: I believe it. Sorry, former Poncom podcast guest Pablo Sitzman sitting at the bar.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Look at that. yeah. So, yeah, so I love that kid. I mean, bro, uh, who Mario, uh, yeah, so God, I love that kid, my little cousin Mikey Alvarez.
2: Um, Mikey's been to Chugs three times already. Yeah. He yeah. loves it's you guys. He's the best.
0: Loves you. Loves you guys. Loves your food. Um, always raise and then calls me to critique. And he's like, all right, you got to try this, bro. You got to try that. <laughs> cool. And I'm like, all right, got you. Like, Mikey's my 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 foodie cousin. He's the guy in the family that I go to. So, um, But Marty and Mikey have been best friends forever. Forever. So I've seen Mario since he was a little jit. I know. And I hate to gush but over
2: Mario, but I'm very proud of the shit I, that he
0: does. I love him. I'm proud of him. Watching him on stage for me, it's 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 crazy because people don't know that he played ball. Like the guy can ball. Yeah, like he he played ball for Columbus, and the guy can shoot. Unfortunately, I I was, he years. wasn't gifted with
1: height, but the guy can ball,
0: and he, but he still
1: what, does. And he makes sure the Graham knows about it. Oh, he oh, makes
0: sure man. he makes he makes sure that 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 you know he can he can still shoot from behind the line. Also, he plays the
2: piano. I guess some he makes sure the Graham
0: he knows dabbles. about that. too. Yeah, he dabbles. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's also very good at climbing parking garages. <laughs> <laughs> Love that kid, super proud of him and dude. It's so good. It's 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 special to watch. It's
2: special to watch. Alright, so where do we go from, from here? Nick, what are there any
1: current events that we haven't talked about? Current events, man, this is a hard curveball you're throwing. I know. know. Unakubita. Yeah, yeah, it's what i here. But that's what I do here. Well, um, you know, I I think there's the current event of, of tomorrow. That's a current event in the right. food world. Sure, um, the podcast thing. The podcast thing. Yeah, I'll show up to that. Excited day. about that. You think yeah, you think sure. I show up? I'll show up maybe. All yeah. Right. Yeah. September twenty second. We're recording this on the twenty first. You'll be hearing this after it already happened. Yeah. So uh, it's fine. So there's that. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know about current events. Uh, we're scooping people left and right. You know. Yep. Getting getting breaking news out before anybody else does. I'm mm-hmm. excited for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I
2: guess the only other current event is that Chuck's going to be open seven days a week very soon.
1: I keep forgetting that the schedule like is that. a little bit in flux. And
2: I know. Open, you open at 8 till what? 8 till 12, and then Friday and Saturday till 2. Nice. Yeah, oh, it's shit. been...
1: It's a long it, day.
2: Fucking A. <laughs> it's fucking, that's why we had to open five days only. That's a
0: long day. Staffing
2: and... That's been wow. the thing. Is like, can we staff the thing? Can we do the thing? Yeah. It's like... You know, it's been great. The first, whatever, I was 20, just going to ask, what are you seeing through that? I, I see... Like, really good things. I mean, everything that I kind of... The only bad thing is is that it's not big enough. Like, the kitchen I built is not big enough, so we're okay. actually going to build a separate prep room that's on property, right. just not connected. Um, it's a little bit of a monster, yeah? Like, I mean, it's it's been great. I think the feedback from the food has been great. Um, again, it's just like... It's Miami's expression of a diner, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of... Cuban influence, there's a lot of American influence, you know, like Infatuation just wrote that thing that... They I loved. love it, I saw it. They, lo- they loved our meatloaf, which is great, because like at the 11th hour, I was like, I think I'm going to take the meatloaf off the menu. No. And everyone was like, no, let's just let it ride, and I'm like, okay, let's just let it ride, and I love it. I love it, I just didn't know if we could execute it the way I wanted it to be done. Yeah. So, but we can, and it's been great, and people love it, and it's just like very comforting and delicious, so... You know, and just like weird shit, like the pangomite is not a mité at all. Yeah, it, it's it's like a French dip had a baby with a pangomite.
0: I can't wait to try it. We were speaking about it earlier,
2: um, but yeah, I love how you just explained. I do. That I mean, the mité like had a baby. Well, the the, <laughs> the harina con huevo is like if shakshuka had a had a baby with polenta, <laughs> and then they had a baby. That's pretty much what it is. It's just. There's no like clear cut description of these things because none of them are like clearly Cuban, none of them are clearly American. It's just the influences that I've had in my life. I was gonna say these are things you love to cook. These are things. Yeah, you I mean, they're things I love to eat, and I think things that I feel for the general public they understand. Yeah. Because uh, there's a bunch of weird shit I love to eat that doesn't really fit on that menu. Yeah. So it's really can we make it? Can we make it that? You could still have a pangomite, camarone, enchilado, but you could finish off with a pancake if you really wanted. Absolutely, and that to me is like I which love I that. just saw this past weekend. I saw in the stories. Yeah, the cast the, iron pancake. The cast iron pancake. Yeah, it's the fucking situation that. <sighs> yeah, and it's just like one of those things that I I hope to. Is that for me? Oh man, sorry. Watch out. Man. We're tasting. Yep, oh, I love that. Oof. You want to talk about it? You, you don't want to tell me uh, who are? Come on. Why just, not? Podcast just table talk. What am I supposed to even say? I don't You're know. You're supposed to say what the dish is. Oh, okay. So
3: uh, we have a lightly cured or King salmon. Uh, it's with a whiskey and gin dinner right now. So uh, oh, I like cured it the style of like gin. So juniper, bay leaves, pink peppercorn. Uh, a little rye crumble. Uh, we lightly smoked the uh, salmon as well over juniper, rosemary, and a little bit of uh, applewood. Ocetra creme fraiche, a little caviar, uh, trout roe, and then dill to finish it all. Love that. Beautiful dish. I love this um, little little sneak-in.
2: Yeah, (laughs) mid-level, mid-tasting. Yeah, so we're doing a Redemption Rye dinner right now in Nave. Uh Uh-huh. So this is for that dinner. So
1: it's going on right
2: now? Yeah, it's going on currently right now. Good. So, I think, like... It is good. The um, thing with Chugs specifically has been... Getting people to understand that it evolved.
0: Yeah. As a concept. Yeah.
2: So, it's not just a breakfast and lunch spot anymore.
0: Because we know you opened...
2: Right. Everything happened, you know, afterwards. Well, not even just that. Like, when it opened originally, it was only, like, 10 seats inside. Yeah. We had 30 outdoors, but, like, I mean, I opened that thing up with, like, no money. So, now we're going to have, like, this big, beautiful outdoors, and we're, we have a full cocktail yeah. menu. We have a large bar. um, But we still are true to that, like, breakfast, lunch crowd. And then we have to build a dinner and bar crowd. I mean, that's part of, that's part of like what you do as a restaurateur is like, where are the things that hurt? Like Ariette has been open for lunch, but it never did well. That was never a business that I had the opportunity to grow, but it's also like I never had the foot traffic to grow. So over there we had the foot traffic to grow so many different facets of the business. So that's what we're doing. And I think it's just going to take more nurturing and like pushing, but like, Everything I've seen in the first about 20 days has been great. You know, people people enjoy the concept. People enjoy the room. Um, and people have, I mean, I, I remember I cleared, because I work expo, so I was at the bar. I cleared a couple that was at the bar. Um, and this was like on a Thursday. And she didn't finish her breakfast sandwich. And I was like, you know, is everything good? Yeah. Like, you know, she was like, no, yeah, we're just, like, on our way to somewhere to go kayaking. We've already been here four times. <laughs> and I'm like... It's not what you expected. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's perfect. She was like, can I just get it in a box so I can, like, yeah. eat it on a kayak? I'm like, perfect. Amazing. I can definitely make that happen. Yeah. But it's things like that. Like, I want to... I want to be that every day for people. Yeah. And from and from all all those angles, from breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night, like come have a cocktail and just chill or just have food or come have breakfast. It doesn't fucking matter. Just waiting for the sirens to stop. So, you know, I I think it's been like a really nice first little go. As we continue to go and now we're going to open up the outdoors in the next 14 days. Nice. They just started like what held that whole thing up was we have these huge umbrellas, and the city wanted engineering on, like, the footings. Okay. So, so Kenard So, we had to go back. We had to do that all over again. And now we just started construction today on them. But nice. they should be done in 10 days. So, That's the whole quick. outdoors that has 60 seats should be open in the next two weeks. 60 seats. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. They just started that shit, no, yesterday. Yesterday, So, you know, it'll take a little bit of time. And, you know, it, just because we can't have 60 seats, I, probably, huge. I probably won't have 60 yeah. seats at the beginning because we still have to learn what it's going to take to operate that out there. But, yeah, I mean, it's been great. Like, really, really good. And,
0: it's, and it's like what you said before, you know, you're your cooking food that you like, you enjoyed eating. Yeah. And for me, it was the same with my Cuban spot. It was, uh, you know, you have people that love, you know, p- to put their two cents all the time. Oh, you don't have you know, yeah. that one sendido, You don't have this, or you're not cooking bacafrita, You're not doing this, you're not doing that. I'm like, yeah, these are all things that I can put. I'm all, it's 115 square feet. I was gonna say we have 100. Like square. I needed, I needed to create a menu that was important to me first. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to make sure that the four or five sandwiches, of frita banco, the Cuban was there. I don't have a medianoche because it's just an that's an extra sandwich to me, right? I needed to give you the, the the classics that I loved, and I'm serving
2: it to you the way I I want it. But well, let me ask you a question: a million chip? It's just different bread. That's it. I know, and like I love them, but people make it And like what people, people don't have... know is that I
0: love them. You're right. Oh. And what people don't know is that now you got to find a different a, a bread distributor. If right. your bread distributor doesn't make that bread, right? Now, how do you find that bread or, distributor? Is that bread dis- distributor going to be consistent
2: or storage for or storage bread. for it?
0: Right. Bread goes old; it gets moldy. You know, so it's, it's, there's a whole bunch of things that go into it, but, you know, it's, it's the same. The picadillo is the picadillo because it's what had to go onto the menu. That's, that's my grandma. Yeah. Like that's, that's abuela. That's, that's ring, you know, the chime and saying, hey, it's dinner time. Right. And when she said it was picadillo night, we were running. You weren't walking over there. We were running to her house. So, you know, these are all, my menu is based on things that, like you just said, that, I loved to eat as a little kid.
2: But also like the space dictates so much what you have to do with the bread. Absolutely. Right? You know, it's just the simple questions like, okay, so you need to find another bread distributor. Then you have to find storage for that bread cuz all you're getting is the same fucking sandwich on a different it's bread. It's the same
0: thing that happened with the croquetas. I wish I could make them. Yeah, I know. I, I don't have the manpower, I don't have the space
2: or storage. I don't have
0: the budget. <laughs> it really becomes now my overhead, you know, is at 30% as opposed to being at 22. Yeah, Why you still, Be-
2: you still make empanadas?
0: I do make empanadas. So, I mean, you know, they, you I still do have... now. Now I have three empanadas on the menu. Now, of course, I'd love – if we had a bigger space, we'd have six empanadas on the menu. You know what I'm saying? Like there's things that go, but for me it was, you know, what makes me happy? Oh. What do I love to cook? What's the things that I grew up loving to eat because the story is easier told when you're talking about
2: those things that made you happy. Right. I, I really feel like the space dictates so much. Oh, yeah. I remember when Chugs. I made mean, it, you just said it with Chugs. Yeah, when when that menu first started, it must have had like sixty-five items on it. Woo! And, I mean, that's how I work. I usually like all these ideas, yeah, and then you trim, and then you trim, and then you trim, and then you find a sweet spot. Yeah, I'm a big like twenty-five item menu person. Yeah, like twenty-five items is like a very good place that you could find things for everybody. I mean, I'm at I'm at 115 square feet, and I
0: think I have. Almost about 20. I mean, that's 15 to 20. And, and these are things that, I mean, chicharrones, empanadas, um, you know, all the sandwiches, all the bowls. Uh, I have, you know, I had to put a bowl of huevo frito, a con huevo frito. Oh, man. And I, I decided to put that because at the end, no one, everyone's like, well, it's just rice and no, fried no, no. eggs. It's not- I'm like, no, but it's the way you serve it. I'm doing three fried eggs, I'm not doing two. I'm not, there's not enough yolk and two eggs to get, you know, all over the rice in a in a twenty four ounce bowl, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna do a con frito. I called it the broke bitch, you know, so I Americanized yep. my menu because I yep. couldn't call it comida de buda on on, a, on on. I know, a, I know. That, we called it chef's breakfast. Yeah, that was that's <laughs> and, what it was called, and, 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 Chugs. It, and it's what it is. Yeah, way
1: more PG than broke bitch. No, and but it I like it's more than probably. PG
0: than broke bitch. Um, but my menu. You know every 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 name every knickknack came from me growing up as a as as a kid. You know it was Wu Tang. When you're walking up, you're not listening all the time to you know salsa merengue. You know Tito Fuente. Like you're listening to Wu Tang when you walk up, or you're listening to Silo. You're listening to Silo. You're listening like it's what we grew up in. It's 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 my nostalgia, right? So I have to give people and share people what I loved growing up as a kid. That's it's my story. Yeah. It's it's my it's my turn. You're saying your story through chugs. You're saying your story through your menu at at Arrieta. You know Nave. Like these are this is Michael Beltran.
2: Right. Well, this is my Cuban spot is Luis Estrada, and it doesn't have to be like anyone else's. Right. Exactly. But that that's part of the that's part of the beauty of it, right? Like I tell you all the time, when they come to Airet, I want you to feel like you're in my house. Yes. You know, I want you to feel like you're hanging out with me. Like yes. it's my it's my way to have a conversation with you and never meet you. And listen, if you hate it, then we're probably not gonna get along. Yeah. That's just the reality. You don't have to come back. Right. This but, is my house. Yeah, but like from the music to the feel to the vibe to the lighting to the whole thing, like all that matters so much. And for me it's it's a way to relay to the guests, like, this is who I am. This is like what I stand for. This kind of food, this kind of music, this kind of room, yeah, this kind of experience, you know, and at Chugs it's more like an everyday thing. Yeah. But you know, it, that's, that's what really being, like, building a restaurant that represents who you are, that's what it means. You know? I just
0: love how you're doing, how you're telling a story in three different ways within a three or four block radius. Yeah, yeah. You're telling three different stories.
2: Yeah. And it's I, fun. I, it's crazy. I love that, too. It, it uh, makes my day a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, but no shit. It's, it's one of those things that if we were, like, all over the city, I don't know how, my anxiety would probably be worse. Oh, yeah. So the fact that we're, like, here... Is perfect for me, and the fact that these two are connected makes it perfect for me. Like Chugs being right there, yeah. And you know, we have two other concepts that are going to go around Chugs, okay. Makes it even easier for me, too. You know, like we just have we're gonna have two outposts that are outside of our area, awesome. So, you know, I mean, I think it's a big, it's a huge part of like the whole growth of a restaurant, it's like telling your story because. You're the only one you can count on, right? Yeah. So you got to say your story. Yeah.
1: So. All right. I think it's it that time. Time for the wind down. Can I get another down. round of drinks? And I, then would, then we wind I would down. love it. Hey. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers.
2: to the wind down.
1: Cheers to the, the wind down. Wine After we're talking about Yugidas, Yuga Babidas,
2: Yuga Babidas, it's Yugidas. Yuga Bidas. We're going to make the change. We're going to go back to Yugidas.
1: You do whatever you want to do. I'm just saying. I'm a fan of the yukitas. I'm you not going to lie. Everyone is, is with Louie here. I get, listen, I, I understand it rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get it. It doesn't just, always need to be proper. Life doesn't need to be proper. I'm, thinking, be I'm proper. thinking about the rest of the menu and the yucca bites.
2: But the yucca bites are cheese-filled yucca balls. They're yucca bites. I yeah.
1: It, I get it. I get it. Yuka
2: bites are yucca bites. Yeah, I know.
0: Jeez. This is yukitas. <laughs> F- um, I- I'm down with... The breaking Yukitas. news. Yeah, breaking news. Breaking news. We're going... Guys, you heard it here today. We're going to back
2: to Yukitas. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks <laughs> in this purgatory, purgatory of Yuka. <laughs> Nick lost this one. Y- Yukatory.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Michael
0: one, Nick zero. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it
1: usually goes. Um, so... Ladies and gentlemen, this is where we do our wind-down, mm-hmm. starting with our parting recommendations. This is where each of us recommends a thing that you should do or see or eat or read or watch. Maybe a stationary I bike. love this. You Your
2: ride. order has been shipped. Jersey hey pork roll. Done. Yeah. If you like to hear. It's my favorite emails every yeah. every Monday.
1: So, uh, Louis, I'll let you start if you want, or pass it off. But if you have recommendations, as long as it's not your stuff, because we'll do the shameless plugs of your own. No, stuff.
2: no, 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 no shameless plugs here. Um, I'm gonna pass it on to Mike for this one. All right, right. your recommendations. I've been watching a fucking terrible show that I cannot stop watching. It's a CW show, I think, but it's on Netflix. It's called Lucifer. It's the same one. No, okay. It's called Lucifer. It's very entertaining. I didn't, I didn't get into it. I. You know, I'm on season two, I don't mind it. Okay. It reminds me of like bad cop it's top shows. ten. It's a d- top ten Netflix show. Is it? Yeah. It's been there for like two weeks. I just it's on now and it just goes. I got into Gotham. But you know, like so many people have said good things about Gotham. It's it's interesting, you know.
0: I mean I'm a DC comic book guy. You start to see the different different side of, you know, when they
2: were young. Save that for your party recommendations. Yeah. Come on. So I've been watching Lucifer. Okay. That's uh my parting recommendation to watch, um, to eat. What The fuck have I eaten lately? Oh, um, what's the taco place that we went to? Uh,
1: La Placita Taco Grill. Right
2: on that, Bird and Sixty. That was that was fine, but when, then the Lebanese place.
1: Al Amir. I didn't recommend this yet, have I? We talked about it briefly with Giorgio, but uh, I don't know if it was a recommendation. Well, I recommend
2: to go there. Al Amir. The gentleman, the owner, in his blue suede shoes and his linen pants and linen button-up, he's quite a delight. And <laughs> he you, orders, you order some food. You sit there. You know, he comes and he, like, touches all the tables that are all outside in, like, pretty much a parking lot.
1: It's aggressive touching,
2: too. I mean, it's aggressive touching. Um, but good aggressive. Good aggressive. Don't. 2021, 20, no, no, take no, it I'm easy. All right? Like, People high, take high, that the wrong way. High, okay? intensity. Take high, it high intensity. intensity. Yeah, take it easy. Take it, it easy. Take it easy. Take, take it, it easy. Os for life. For life. Um, I highly recommend to go there to eat. Um, What'd you have? Oh man, I ate. Or what didn't you have? I had the um, the flatbread thing with the lamb on top. That was delicious. Falafel, delicious. Kibbeh, delicious. I mean, I ate alone, so like it was like I ate a lot of things that I didn't finish. So,
1: did you get I, any uh, baklava? I did not. If you happen to go in the morning, they make it every day. Oh, awesome.
2: love me a good baklava. Mm. Yeah. So, those are my two parting recommendations. I think I can end there. Okay. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to stop. You got
1: recommendations for right. or I can I go. do.
2: I do got yeah. some recs. So, go. um
0: let's I'll say TV also. I, I I've been I've been into Gotham that's great. Kind of been binge- binging uh, Gotham. I'm on season three.
2: I love to know that because it's always there and I want to watch it, but I'm not sure.
0: That's how it was about Lucifer. So
2: It's not uh, bad. Listen, uh, it's not good, but it's not bad.
0: We, I mean, we call that like it's a bit paquete, but it's good paquete. Yeah, but that's fine. It's great. Yeah. I'm into it. Gotham is kind of the same way. You're like, ah, paquete, but it's it's great. It's still You st- still see the same story that we all know about, you know. These comic book heroes that we all know about. Right. Um, and they're all like consumed into one show. Um, food. Bois day for the first time. I, I was able to oh, finally it's... hit Bois Day up. And um, the um, potato skins. Like, oh, with caviar? The, with caviar. And it's one of those things that just, it's simple. It takes it takes you back, you know, or it takes me back. Shit. We're talking, when we talk about ale houses, old school flannies, <laughs> You know, so. Um,
2: Old school Flannies, new school Flannies, they're all good holy Flannies. Holy shit. They're all flannies good. is Flannies. They're all good Flannies. I
1: don't know if, if I and mean, we've talked about a Day on this podcast. I've never heard that reference. Nobody's right. ever said it took me back to Flannies. I love that. No, yeah.
2: No, but
0: I, I mean, you're, you're, t- you're talking in house. You're talking about, like, things that you're like, oh, potato skins on the menu. All right. I'm grabbing potato skins. Like, I thought that was genius. And they elevated that, and it was delicious. Um, yeah. And as far as a book. Uh I'm just going to say something that got me through the pandemic, which mm. was any book by Osho. Oh, yeah? So, self-healing books, books that take you on a journey, um, you know, and that help self, I think were great. Any book by Osho, highly recommended. Joy, Courage, you know, they're all fantastic. Um And, yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it.
1: So, my recommendation I have, is... Uh, I have one uh, more go, recommendation. Go for, it, go for
2: it. So, uh the lovely people at Masa Craft Kitchen that do croquetas, um, the event that we did, um, fuck man, a couple weeks ago, they had two croquetas, the skip the line event, they had two croquetas that I found were absolutely fucking delicious, and I think that everything that those those two do is pretty delicious, I would highly recommend them. Nice. Yeah.
1: So my recommendation is a little bit of a, a follow-up on the recommendation I made when we recorded with Giorgio. I recommended Waiting for Snow in Havana by Carlos Aida. You did and I ordered it. It's, it's good. You did and I ordered You're it. You're an influencer, Nick. Am, you did. I, you man, influenced been, did. the thing. I've been influencing a lot of people lately. Wow. You did and I ordered That's it. a scary fucking you know, thought. I, I but influenced, go on. I influenced uh, Yelp DeAndra recently. She was looking for, for things to put in their Hispanic heritage thing, and I recommended. I'll recommend this also. I'll recommend this first, uh, even though I haven't had it in, like, 15 years. Um, the rellenitos at Antigua Guatemala uh, on Flagler in, like, 20-something. you had a rellenito? No. I think this would blow your mind. This oh, is I, a very I, ti- very it
2: sounds, whatever it is, it sounds great.
1: It's a very typical Guatemalan thing. It's uh, uh, like a Cadbury egg, but the chocolate... Oh. On the outside is Maduro, and the inside oh. is sweet black beans. Oh, man. This sounds That amazing. sounds delicious. And I tell people about this all the time, and they're like, wait, that's a thing? And I tell them, yes. And as far as I know, there's only one place in Miami that does them, and it's Antigua, Guatemala, on Flagler. So, Reganitos. At Flagler Antigua, or what? I think like 20-something. Oh. Close to the airport.
2: What time do they close?
1: I don't know. <laughs> field, field trip? <laughs> but it yeah. sounds like a late spot. Yeah. I don't I don't, uh, I don't. know how late they're open, but I, it's more of like a family restaurant kind of situation, I think. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's a weird area. Things are open at times that you would... Can I recommend
0: open. something I'm excited for?
1: Sure.
2: Yes. Um, oh, man. More food. We got more food. I love more that. More cocktails, more food. Another, another table touch? Another table touch. Oh, is this the one that I was going to try? This is it. Oh, perfect.
3: What are we, what are we looking at here? Uh, so we have a sweet corn and uh, sweet corn and saffron ravioli. Uh, a little smoked pancetta, charred corn. It's finished with a bourbon and pork brodo. So it's actually raw bourbon in the brodo. So it kind of helps finish off of the yeah. palate. It's for a whiskey dinner right now. So. Delicious. Cheers. Love that. Enjoy. Beautiful, plate. chef.
2: Thank you.
0: Love that. I'm excited for, uh, not just because she's a friend, but for Babacoa. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for Eileen's uh, opening, uh, Babacoa. Breaking out of Finca Town. Breaking out of Finca town. Where's that going to be? Uh, Doral. I was gonna Doral Yard. Doral Yard, right? Yeah. Good stuff. So, Babacoa by Finca. Babacoa um, bar- bar- by Alina Andrade. But yeah. is that
2: whole thing, because it's part of a. Isn't it part of like a, one of those. Like, not a. I'm not going to say a food hall, but it's like a. I thought it was like. what's was that shit that they had in Winwood? Like the Wynwood. I know market. what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, was it, 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 not, no, is it not part no. of one of those? I, I, I don't think so. Right.
0: It's at the Rail Yard, but it, it's it's a re, it's so a restaurant Rallyard. in within.
4: Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, so um, right, so excited about there. that! Cool. So the the recommendation I made when we recorded with Giorgio was that book. If uh, if you want to hear a little bit of conversation with uh, Carlos Aide, uh, he's on episodes two fifty 250 and two fifty two of another podcast done by a friend of mine called uh, In the Corner, Back by the Woodpile is the name of the podcast it's called In the Corner Back by the Woodpile.
2: That's the whole name?
1: That's the name of the podcast. It's a large name. Uh yeah. and Carlos was on episode 250 talking about his childhood in Cuba and his experience with Operation Peter Pan. And then in 252 is a very different episode because Carlos is a a professor of medieval history and and religious studies. Uh so it's a lot of uh history of the of the Protestant Reformation. So if you're into either of those two things or both or whatever, 250 and 252 of In the Corner Back by the Wood Pile. Both super interesting. But if you're interested in Cuba and maybe after you read the book, very cool to, sure. to hear that conversation. I'm get into this. Uh, and this is where we do Shameless Plugs. So tell everybody uh, where they can find you, where they can find your stuff. Um, at the moment,
0: I'm looking at Mike's face while he tastes this ravioli. Uh, <laughs> No, but um, all right. So shameless plugs. You can find me. Um, you can find my Cuban spot in Brooklyn and Gowanus. Um, we are there six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday. Um, soon to come, as you heard earlier, we will be uh, in Miami at one point. Um, stay tuned for some pop updates. Uh, doing some things with uh my boy Ted at Ted's Burgers. Oh, uh, so we got those
2: burgers look good. They're delicious. I haven't tried them, but they look fucking I'm going delicious. to say top two. Oh.
0: Very, it's careful very heavy. That, hold that. up, hold up, careful hold that. up. I haven't, a, the, I, haven't had, I haven't had the I haven't had the area
2: burger. I've, I've heard of it. Well, I mean, to me, that in the burger world, like USBS and the area burger. I was are... just gonna say,
0: yeah, yeah. So I've heard about the area burger once again through my cousin Mikey. Yeah. Um, which is my go-to. But when I came to area, uh, you know, I. Dabbled into another 10 different dishes. Yeah. Um, so I will say, I haven't had air yet. I will say Ted's and USBS is top two that I've tried. Uh, Ted does a great pop-up, but delicious. And I'll be hitting up a pop-up with him soon at Jay Wakefield. Cool. Um, but we got a, a couple couple dates coming, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Jay Wakefield, also friends of the podcast. We got to get uh, Jonathan on, but Maria Cabre. Has been a guest on the podcast. Nice. Um, Mike, shameless plugs. All the things. All the things. This is where we play uh, our Chugs Shug- th-
2: will be opening uh, seven days a week within the next seven days.
1: Very good. This is where we'll play our Sade All the Things song. All the things. I still got to recommend all my shit. I mean, we've, been, we've done this 80 times already. All the things.
2: All the things. All the things. Yeah, all the things.
1: All the things. Mm-hmm. Um, pancom Podcast, shameless plugs. DadeMag.com slash Podcast, PanCon Podcast on all the social media things. You can support what we're doing around here for as little as a buck a month at Patreon.com slash DadeMag. D-A-D-E-M-A-G. There are now, I want to say, three or four people who are in the Abuela Mami tier. Ooh. So they're getting Abuela Mami coffee every month. Wow, and let me tell you, this is wow. good, this is such a wow. good value, such a good value that I'm really not making any money on that tier. Shocker, <laughs> shocker! <laughs> but it makes me happy. It makes me happy that people are supporting what we're doing. They're getting coffee every month. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you invest in a coffee grinder before you order this. It's all whole bean coffee.
2: I know that's a good coffee. That's the good coffee. Get a grinder, people. Get, get a good grinder. A grinder. Get a do, a do yourself grinder. a favor. Get don't a grinder. a, it's a big grinder. difference. Get yourself a
1: burr grinder. Yeah, bird I got a good, I got a good grinder. I'm saying that like I have one. I don't have a burr grinder. Shocker, uh, you know it is what
2: it is. Later tonight, I will uh, post a picture of Nick's kitchen oh. after he was done cooking at his home <laughs> for four. We're we talking about the camaron and chilao
1: dinner. Yeah. Yes. yes, I think the mic just to give him anxiety.
2: Oh man, oh I, shit! I, I know and he's and probably zoomed, still dying. He's dying at the in. fact that
1: it's still there. It's, no, it's, it's still there. It's, it's, still there. It's,
2: I zoomed in everywhere to see all the things that would make me upset, but it was just the overall.
1: <laughs> so I will I know, say, I mean, in fairness to me. Sure. It was a mess before, but what I sent you was the after dinner, like people trying to help by bringing stuff into yeah. the kitchen and leaving it on the counter. So on top of the cooking situation, there were like three bottles of wine and six it's, wine It's the aftermath. And, yeah, it this amazing. sounds like a
2: bunch of fucking excuses because that shit was a fucking train wreck.
1: But I also opened like four cabinet doors just to bother him.
2: Were you able to taste his camaraderie chalo? No. no.
1: He has to eat my uh, steak and risotto first. Oh, man. Steak and risotto? It bothers him that this is a thing. Risotto and
0: steak don't go together. They don't, but what kind of steak and what kind of risotto are we talking about?
1: No, I I mentioned that I made this. A mess one. on top of steak a mess. And
2: risotto? Yeah.
1: Yeah, steak and risotto is a good time.
2: Yeah, you know what? You good take, night. You, that's does. all it is. It's yeah. like you're going to have a steak and a risotto. You know what? Go the fuck to bed. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah.
1: the idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's you're coma. Going to, you're going to bed. That's coma. You're going to bed. Sometimes, but okay, sometimes you want coma food. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. You I'm want- just going gonna, gonna
2: to leave it there. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> say the day that There's this podcast comes out. Whoever, whoever the ten people that listen to this thing, I will post a picture on my Instagram. A mixed kitchen. Go for it. Post cooking for four people. Four people. Six people. Si- my bad. Six people at yeah. his home, and the absolutely f- like the fucking train wreck. It was a disaster. It was a fucking disaster, yeah. and just looking at the photo made me want to. I, I can't come wait over to see bridge. these pigs. I can yeah. show you the picture, okay, but I won't it. show the rest of the world till later.
1: Till till later. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, the other thing uh, as far as shameless plugs for Pancom Podcast, if you want to advertise with Pankom Podcast, info at dademag.com.
2: Just give us uh, all your money, people. Give Just us all please. the money. do the thing. Give us
1: all the money that you have. Uh, but we are looking for advertisers for 2022. Uh, shout out to this episode's sponsor. You will have heard their ad already, but Bat Club USA. Uh, if you have a kid and they need baseball bats every year. That's what you want to use. That Club USA. Always oh, looking at this picture of my kitchen. Six people. Six people. Holy shit. But like I said, <laughs> this, is, this is the people bringing st- shit to the kitchen after yeah, no, I know. I got it. There was a lot of stuff happening, you know? Mm-hmm. People that had dessert, and they brought dessert containers and three wine bottles. Yeah, we're talking about ca- ten cabinets
0: open. It's, yeah.
1: it's big. The cabinets were, I was putting shit away.
2: There's towels everywhere. Forget about yes. the three-towel oh, rule no. No. for cooks. Like, It's just no, like. no. no, no. No, the towel, towels, the towel situation was a nightmare. Bottles open. Oh, things yeah. randomly like they're falling over. Oh yeah, but, the but listen. Off the, but the off food the was delicious.
1: Listen, people were happy. <laughs> All right, people were happy. Yeah, because they didn't
2: have to clean after. They just brought it back your to the friends, kitchen, right? So they tell you like you know the nice the nice
1: response. No, I had people there who would tell me if it was shit.
2: That's true. You do have people there that would tell you for if it was sure, shit. For I'm sure. too OCD. I'm, I would have died.
0: Yeah, you see, I'm the same way. I clean up after myself. As, send me the photo. I'm working.
2: Send me the photo. I was laying on my couch. I go, oh my god.
0: <sighs> as I'm working,
2: I, w- I would have put someone else
1: to work no, that listen. was there. I would have been like, "Hey, you want to wash the dishes?" Listen, almost, no, I'm almost all of that was aftermath because as I was cooking, when I finished with a thing, I put it in the dishwasher. Wait, you're saying that you were cleaning as you cooked? I was putting things in the dishwasher. I'm gonna <laughs> ask. I'm gonna <laughs> ask. I wasn't cleaning as I cooked. I'm I gonna ask the for the references dishwasher. to make sure that, that actually happened. Nobody was paying that close. attention. I'm just saying. I'm gonna ask for references because you know what? I'm out. also really bad at accepting help. So people will ask if they can help, and I'm like, "No, no, no get Aren't out." Are you here. bad
2: at accepting help? I didn't even I, help. I help? didn't even notice. I am. Oh, man, shocker. Yes.
1: Why, is that a surprise to you? No. It's being actually not. Sarcastic. He's being super sarcastic. sarcasm. Yeah. Thank you. I caught you. that. I caught that. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, everybody wants to help, and I'm like, no, get the fuck out of here, go hang out, and I'll cook. Yeah, of course. You know. well, it's a whoever, good host.
2: Whoever is going to pay extra to listen to this fucking shit show will get uh, five quick fired. questions. That's right. Questions. If you're
1: a Patreon person from here on out, you get the lightning round.
2: So, basically, just, just my buddy Phil. You're
1: going to get the five questions. No, there's a bunch of people, man. There's is there a bunch of people, of people now? Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Well, we have 100? Brother, well, no, not 100. We'd like 100. <laughs> In fact, not only would we like 100, a while ago we made a promise. If if we got 100 people on Patreon, we would send each and every one of them a croqueta doorstop. Wow. Oh, man. The doorstop that is also a croqueta. That was a uh. big promise. I also told people there's no guarantee that this will not just be a frozen croqueta with a screw. That's... <laughs> That's the installation process. <laughs> in, in, in dry ice. <laughs> in dry, no, there's no dry ice. We don't have a dry ice budget yeah, running. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a big yeah, budget. That a I lot love a shipping that. weight. But this might just be a manila envelope with a frozen croqueta and a screw. But if we get to hundred, everybody gets one. So Man. Lightning Round Time. Are we close? By the way, since I, you rightly give me shit, this is where everybody who's not paying stops hearing things. Thank you, Louie, for joining us on the oh, podcast. Thank you guys. I appreciate this you guys.
2: Louis, thank you so much. Treat. This has been an absolute fucking pleasure. Um, I can't wait to ask you these five questions that I'm not sure what the fuck they are, but I'm going to ask you anyways. I'm super ready. And we're out. And we're out. The best town, 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 the best town,
4: The best town, 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 the best town,